came in on the juice, yeah. He's like, yeah, it's my birthday month, birthday month, birthday month, yeah. Technically, it's my birthday month. No, it's our birthday month. I don't share things with people like you. You know what I hate? And this is like a really selfish, self-indulgent thing. But okay. I'm going to admit on the internet and to the world, because the world is listening. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the download stats and it's 7.5 billion people. <laughs> Whoa. Can you imagine if one day we woke up and there was like, do you know what it, actually no, forget it. We're going to go into a tangent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget the original okay. story. So, no, no, no. So, our sleeping schedule is sometimes like backwards. We are like nocturnal. We're vampire bats. So, sometimes there have been years. Years. Where we wake up on my birthday but it's already like 7 p.m. And then it gets to like midnight or whatever, and you're like, it's my birthday now because his birthday is the day after mine. So you've had five hours of And birthday. I'm like, absolutely, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault that the clock works that way. No, but this is what I propose. I'm not father time. But this is what I propose. Okay. Whatever time we wake up on my birthday, it's my birthday until we go to sleep. And then the next day, whatever time we wake up, it's your birthday and it's your birthday until we go to sleep. Honestly, I think that's fair. Yeah. I feel like you're saying this like I'm going to protest, but I think that's totally fair. I, we look, I'm I a believe, person who wait. I believe in being excellent to one another. <laughs> Let's be excellent. To totally, man. Totally. Excellent. Whoa. Wait, I'm getting them confused with them. Um, I'm getting Bill and Ted confused with Wayne's World. Because what's the difference, honestly? They're two different films. Yeah. I'm not saying that sarcastically. I haven't seen either. No, I do like... But the only reason they're different is because Bill and Ted has Keanu. And Keanu is like... Who's in Wayne's he's World? He's dreamy. Keanu is dreamy. He is dreamy. Um... Mike Myers, I think his name is. Oh, okay. The guy who does like... Oh, yeah. Keanu yeah. is dreamy. Can we stop for a second and just yeah. talk about it? I've seen some GIFs. He's just so lovely. And some videos of him doing firearm training for John Wick. Oh, yeah. I and I'm be... kind of swooning over him. Yeah. I do like the... When you were first like, let's watch John Wick, I'm like, oh, another generic action movie. But... It's not. It's not at all. It's not at all. It's because a, a, it has Keanu. Exactly. And B, it's very, that technical thing. Because something you hate and I have grown to hate is when there's an action scene and it's just jump, 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 jump. So you don't actually see any of the impact. There's so many cuts. It's just that person may have kicked that person in the <laughs> face, but we don't know because it jumps away to something yeah. else. And. Like, stylistically, I, I really dislike that. And so, with John Wick, it's like this continual... There's lots of long shots, if I remember, is that yes. right? And also, there's up close, like, he's a gun and I'm going to do six million different moves with it kind yes. of thing. Um, so, yeah. It's the connoisseur's action movie. Have you seen Speed? Yes. It's not... I mean, I don't hate it. Keanu looks least like Keanu in that That's movie. He's got the short hair, right? And he's like jacked. The only thing I remember about it is it starts... In like a beefy way. He's not jacked. He is. He's not he's, yoked. He's like... Cause he's obviously... not swole. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously he's like, you know... Yeah. I don't know. He's like ripped now or he's in he's his... He's not like, ripped. 
in like John what? Wick movies, he is. He's not, not, but he's not thick. Right. Okay. So he's not like bulky. Like, but he's like beefy. He's in good beef. shape. How for many a... more words can I say? <laughs> for a fifty-five-year-old man, he's in good shape. Is he fifty-five? I think he's in his fifties. Yeah. He does. But in speed, he's like th- he's got like that military look he going does, on in, yeah. um, in speed. He does jujitsu and. Yeah. You know, that keeps you in good shape, I'm you sure. You love him. I do. I can see your eyes. Like, They're this twinkling. This is an animation that'd be like, hearts are... They'd be coming out of my sockets. Yeah. Dangerous. Creepy. What if I can't get them back in? That's the yeah. risk you take. <laughs> By falling in love with someone, you might lose your eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. I rem- my breath is hot. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure how to res- to respond to that. <laughs> Let's just move past it and leave it there. <laughs> just a declaration. Yeah. At the start of Speed, isn't he diffusing a bomb? Not at the start. I think he's no. a bomb disposal guy. He's not, I don't think. And they're in... I, I These are really hazy memories because I must have watched this film when I was I 11. mean, he must be because how is he, dis, how is he disarming the bomb to begin with? I feel like they must yeah. have picked him because he was like a military dude who like knew this shit. I cannot remember the plot, so yeah. we're just going to speculate. Basically, he's on the bus already and she's on the bus already and then it turns out there's a fucking bomb sure. and she has to drive the bus and he has to try and disarm it. Um, have you ever seen Johnny Mnemonic? No. That's one of those sci-fi films. Is Keanu in it? Yeah. It's based on a William Gibson story. And it's famously ridiculed for being very weird and over the top. In, like, what, in what sense? Well, there's a talking psychic dolphin at one point. Okay, you don't even need to continue because <laughs> I get it. <laughs> it's not very good. I'm not going to lie. It's one of those things where you watch it and you see that they took a swing, but it just didn't hit. Yeah. It's one of those forgotten, I think it's a 90s sci-fi film. Yeah, I was just going to say, is this before The Matrix? It's also one of those funny things where the plot of the film is he can store data in his head. Like he has a hard Mm. drive in his head. So he's a smuggler. People give him illicit black market data. He puts it in his head, goes to the destination and makes the drop off. And I, I vaguely recall at one point when they're talking about like the specifications of his head it's something absurd where he's he's saying i've got 256 megabytes i knew you were gonna say that <laughs> but that makes me think of friends when i was watching it remember and i was like he just china just got a new computer and he was like it's 152 megabytes or yeah something. And i'm just like what yeah what that's insane this is back when having whatever 64 megabytes of ram was whoa dude that's back when that's overkill when floppy disks and usb drives cost like 50 pounds do you yes like the smallest one do you remember when usb thumb drives do you even remember floppy disks i remember floppy disks i yeah. feel like floppy disks must have been gone by the time no know. they were still there but i could kind of tell that it was an outdated yeah. technology i remember when usb drives like thumb drives became a thing do you remember having like 64 megabyte usb yeah, sticks yeah, yeah, yeah i remember having really small that's ones. absolutely nothing when i went i know when i what can you even do with 64 yeah, megabytes because they were expensive as well it's not like i had a bunch yeah i had like one maybe 
And then I remember I went to college, which is after high school, but I was doing high school level stuff. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, yeah. It's as if I was 17 and 18 and I was doing, because I didn't do A level. I did like equivalent to A levels, right. which is like, I guess in America, it's equivalent to their senior year, right? Was it kind of remedial no? in that you missed stuff and then you had to do it later? Kind of. Right. I, I couldn't go to university without, because I went to a part-time school. It was, the part-time school was basically like, you have to be in school because it's against the law to not be, but, and it's going to be completely safe. And all the reasons why you need to be in a part-time school, we we excel at those things. However, not so good on the education front. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep you safe for eight hours a day, but not so much knowledge. No. And so I didn't come away. I came away with like one usable grade, basically. Right. And that was English. And the rest were all just... That's all you need, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Now that we're getting paid those big books for just speaking into yeah, microphones. Who, who needs fucking maths and history? But... um. So I then had to go to college for a few years to get the grades to go to university. Yeah. So, and I remember applying for university. We were in that um, period where you're doing all your applications. And I got sent like a pack for for a place saying like, do you want to come to our university? And they send you like stickers and a, and a <laughs> USB drive. And I remember I got several and I was like, whoa. Whoa. They're just giving them away. What am I going to do with all this storage? Yeah. Two I... gigabyte? <laughs> <laughs> I can store the whole world's literature on there. And it was like 256 mega. I'm I sure. don't doubt it. It wasn't very big. And this was when I was like 21 or something. <laughs> yeah. And that's what swung your decision, 22. right? You based on which Pretty university. Much. I was like, they're giving away a USB drive. <laughs> Fuck these stickers from this other yeah. place. Yeah. I got those from universities I visited as well. And it's like, why do they give them out? Who's going to keep your university branded pen? I don't, me. I like pens. You like... Okay, let's explore that deeper. <laughs> <laughs> Explain your... I think I get it from my nan. She was always stealing pens from places. Right. She's one of those people who like, you say, oh, can I borrow a pen? And you never give it back. Right. Well, she... And did... then she always thought that I stole her pens. <laughs> I would go there and she'd be like, have you stolen my pen? And I'm like, no. She was very protective. You have 150 pens. She was a magpie for pens. Yeah, she was. She also used to steal the little... Argos pens? Yes, but I was going to say the bookies pens. It's the same it's thing. It's the same. Basically. They're yeah. like miniature pens and pencils. Yeah, she had loads of those. They're totally useless. Terrible to write with. They are terrible because the nib part is like... A centimeter and a, or yeah. like an inch long, <laughs> and, it, and it just feels very uncomfortable sure. to write with. That's true. Um, Talking of schools being completely inept and you paying the price for it, when I at the end of my secondary school, I did. You could choose what. That's high school. Sure. Just for anyone for our know. American listeners, you could choose what you wanted to do, and I chose this IT course. We went through it. It was fu- it was just like basic stuff, like how to use Word, how to navigate the files. I know what you're going to say. We've talked about this before, and this exact same thing happened to me. But go right. ahead. It it was very easy. It was a type of thing where you just had to screenshot yourself doing things and explain each step, so you you could show that you knew how to do these different tasks. And then we got to the end of the year, 
and they gathered us all back in and said basically the teachers didn't really understand because this is a new course they just introduced they didn't fully understand how you're supposed to show your work by screenshotting things so all the work you've done throughout this last year or two is completely useless for grading wow so we had to come back in for the summer <gasps> i'm not even kidding about this we had to come back in and they taught us the new way to do it and basically said to us the quicker you get it done the quicker you have to stop coming in during the summer holidays so of course when you tell that to 14 year olds they rush everything do everything poorly because they just want to get out of there and it was just a whole debacle that's something similar (laughs) something similar to that happened to me we it was it at the part-time school I remember towards the end of the year, them just basically saying none of this work counts because we messed up. Oh, God. I don't remember the actual explanation. You have like a whole story of why, but I don't really... we went to the same school. Can you imagine if we we tracked it back? Oh, my God. And we'd somehow gone to the same school. I was thinking this. I was going to say, what if it was like a city-wide thing or whatever where they, they were given the wrong curriculum or something? We didn't... But grow we up in the same city. But yeah, we didn't grow up in the same... And we weren't the same age. That's true, yeah. We were like eight years apart or whatever. Are we eight years apart? Yeah. yeah. eight years apart. But I just remember them basically being like, this is all worthless. We gave you the wrong <laughs> thing kind of thing. Best of luck. And I don't remember how we made it up. Well, I didn't come away with an IT GCSE, so I, sure. I'm guessing... <laughs> you didn't. I'm guessing we didn't make it up. Sure. It's kind of like when I had history. When I was in my history GCSE exam, my final exam, there were only like four of us in there. Because it was a part-time school, there was half the amount of people. And by the time we got to do GCSEs, there was really only like eight of us because everyone had dropped out. And... This sounds insane. <laughs> what it school did you insane. go to? And obviously half of the class was killed by gangland violence. <laughs> Didn't that happen in everyone's school? It's so strange. Yeah. So the, so the, in the history exam, because obviously half picked geography, there was even less. There was like four or five of us in there. And I remember very distinctly starting the exam, kind of looking at the paper, looking at my friend, and then looking at the others and being, and they were looking at me. And it was like, what the fuck? We had not learned any of this stuff. Wow. So we got a unclassified degree. <laughs> you couldn't even, they couldn't mark you on it because... The dreaded you. Yeah, so we basically just like said to the teacher, uh, we never got taught this, and then they let us go. Sure. So we didn't, I don't even think we did this. From the so. school prison. <laughs> <laughs> You've been released on bail. Like school prison. Wow, they pulled the old... Curriculum switcheroo on you. Oh, yeah, it was pretty bad. A classic prank to play on school children. I you don't... teach them the wrong things, and then when exam season comes, you say, lol. Lol. Sorry about your future. Now you have to just <laughs> fucking scribble in the boxes and hope it gets. I don't know, it's pretty crazy. I only came away with like a maths, English, and I want to say science, but I don't remember doing the science exam. Those three subjects are your meat and potatoes. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So how did I end up going to university yeah. from that? Well, like, you had to fight for it. Yeah, I did. I had to go to college for four years sure. and then go to university. Well, I spent... That's another thing we have in yeah. common. I spent 
four years between yeah. secondary school and university getting qualifications. We also both took like a gap. Yeah. I took a, a gap where I went and did something ridiculous for a year sure. and instead. I took a two-year gap where I was basically studying myself Go, finding places I could sit the exams independently. Oh, yeah. Which was, I can't tell you how I much fun. Going to a random school that I hold in these yeah, exams. Yeah, that was weird. Applying as an independent student and then letting you sit the exam there. It was a whole palaver. But it meant that I at least got to study myself, which was good. Cool. I got to choose my own reading. None of it was on the test, of course. <laughs> But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Did you have that thing in your IT classes where, well, first of all, did you have that whole most sites are blocked? There's Yeah, not when I was at high school because when, I, I mean, not in high school because the internet only was just a thing. So there wasn't things like fucking, there wasn't cool things like YouTube and... If you wanted to get on the internet, you had to go to MIT there was and that... use their internal access to it. Yeah. And then when I went to college, it was when I was in college, um, MySpace was the big thing and it was always blocked. But there was always a work, there was always a way to get of on course. it. And it changed like weekly. And I, was, <laughs> I would always be like, oh, such and such, tell me the new way to get on it kind yeah. of thing. We had the exact same thing. Yeah. People knew about these proxy sites. And like you said, it would they would get blocked within the span of a couple of days. Then you had to try and beg people you knew to tell you the latest one. Yeah. But people like to keep that stuff to themselves. They did, as if it was going to run out or something. Well, it would eventually get banned. But, but to, it's not going to get banned because 100 people are using it. Yeah, it's not a it, finite yeah. resource. We also had... Beyond just going on proxy websites and using that as kind of a workaround, we also figured out that there were some sites that they they had overlooked. So if you knew specific... For example, the big thing in our class was finding sites where you could play those kind of crappy Flash games. Oh, yeah. And so... I didn't really do any of that. Yeah, sure. You you went on the Barbie website secretly? Because girls like dolls and boys like violent games. Yeah, that's true. Except I don't like Barbie. I like Cindy. The off-brand Barbie? She's not the off-brand Barbie. She's a, she's a doll all unto herself. She's like a cheap street urchin version of Barbie. You're harsh. <laughs> she's the doll they give out at the at the food bank. I'm taking this to a dark place. What is wrong with you? I don't know. All my my army of psychiatrists oh have not come God. to a collective diagnosis. I I don't actually think she was like a cheaper version. I think she was just a different. She was just different. Doll. Yeah, different but equal. But she looked the same. I mean, not in the sense that like you could get Barbie everything, like Barbie fucking Princess Barbie, Malibu Barbie. I think Cindy was just. Cindy, just, <laughs> she doesn't need cars. I don't she doesn't think there need were vari- other outfits. Yeah, I don't think there were variations. I might be misremembering though. How dare you besmirch Cindy's good name? I think you were besmirching her by saying she's a food bank doll. <laughs> Whatever that means. You told me off air that she was a cheap whore. Why does she have to be? Ch- why have you got? Why does she have to be cheap? Why have you got to sexualize a doll? Wh- How dare why you? Why have you? You were wrong. 
You're a ne'er do well. That's true. Get out. I refuse. The podcast is mine now. Are you gonna speaking of <laughs> the podcast? I'm renaming it to Sammy's podcast. Ryan's gone home. That's a- home. Like he's gone to heaven. I've gone to my home planet. Oh, I don't like it when people say that. What? Been... No, I should probably shouldn't say that. I mean, you can keep this in me umming and ahhing <laughs> about whether I should say it, but yeah, people need to know my thought process. They do, yeah. Um, yeah. We're speaking of changing names. We're gonna. That's not a good segue. I really <laughs> just forced that into the crack. Uh, I don't know. It was a dry insertion. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, he's a ne'er-do-well. That's true. We're changing the name of the podcast. So, this is technically going to be the last episode of After Reading This and That. But it's not... If this was a YouTube channel, and then your title would be, This is the last episode. It's very clickbaity. Yeah. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. But not really, because we're just changing the name. This is the death of my channel. Yeah. All lowercase with a period. It- no, that's how you know it's ellipses. That's how you know it's dramatic when yeah. it's lowercase. So we're changing the name. And you can't stop us. And you can't. The new name as Samantha yawns, which just heightens the excitement of this reveal, <laughs> is after rambling through all that. Cool. <laughs> this is the first time I'm telling you about the name change. <laughs> I'm on board instantly. I just feel like, obviously not that we're constrained because no matter what the podcast is called, we can do whatever we want. But it more fits the way the podcast is now. In the beginning, I feel like we were kind of really rigid about like finding something to read and then like having that be the kickstarter for the conversation whereas now it's more like i think that's because we were nervous and we didn't know what to talk about but now we can just talk about anything and see where it goes and we we still come at the end of it with topics being talked about yeah we needed that scaffolding to begin with because like you said we didn't know how to do a podcast and it did serve us well for as long as it lasted but i think we've kind of got to the point where well there's also the thing of you still read articles that are interesting but it doesn't really make sense to keep bringing them up because they're about things you've discussed before it's hard to find an endless dream it doesn't have to be this like connect the dots type of thing yeah it can just it really is just hi we're doing a new podcast Let's talk about a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's why we wanted to change to a more general purpose name because we want it to be clear that each episode can basically be about anything. Yeah, and we obviously changed it to still fit the initials. initials. Because we know a lot of you Uber fans have got tattoos (laughs) and we don't want to leave you high and dry. We know you've made merch, okay, and it's... And we didn't want to, yeah, we didn't want you to have to burn it. Unofficial pirated merch, let me say. My lawyers will be in touch. (laughs) We own the trademark, intellectual property, and strangely, the patent on this podcast. I own you. That's, (laughs) I think there was some kind of emancipation proclamation that made that inadvisable. La, la, la. Um, <laughs> You're so funny, Ryan, with your little that's, jokes. That's not what I was lolololing at. I 
thought about something in my head is like a secret in joke with myself. <laughs> I feel like Steph will know if she's listening. Sure. That I lol 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 that that EP EP reference. Hmm. It's just a joke for me and her. Sure. Um That was Abraham Lincoln's first EP. Or was it Thomas Jefferson? Who can say? Who can say? With these old dead white guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's lots of them. Hashtag her story. There's not enough of them if you ask me. That's true. Um, so we're still going to come potentially to episodes with topics we want to discuss, but it's just going to be more free form and yeah. random. Um, so we're still called RTAP Podcast, but it doesn't mean the same. Yeah. Our URL is still rtappodcast.com. This will be, like I said, the last episode under the old name. The next one will be under the new name. We'll have new podcast artwork. Yay! It was going to be the same artwork, but it's going to say the yeah. new name. From our boy, Jake. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. I'm going to give him a shout out here because he's a good dude. Check yes. out Jake Contu, K-O-N-T-O-U dot artstation.com. Yeah, it's pretty good. He did uh, artwork and I love it. I'm still kind of in love with the artwork. Every time I see it... Me too, it's pretty cool. It's... We could have just used like a picture of me and you, but... Sure. I really do like the illustration. So that's basically the deal. Moving on. Moving on. We have a new name. To better things. (laughs) Speaking of... Don't freak out if next episode we have a different name. That's why we're giving you the heads up, the advance notice. What is this? We know that it's going to be an emotional shock, so we wanted to prepare you. But you're a big boy slash girl slash non-binary, and you can do this. Slash kitty cat. Uh Uh-huh. Slash polar bear. What if there's little... Slash penguin. (laughs) What if there are little animals out there? With little headphones. With little tiny kitten headphones. And, and little iPods. That d- and the volume won't go above a certain level to protect their tiny kitten eardrums. Uh, you've never seen a kitten. No, or a puppy. How have you never s- held a kitten or a puppy? I don't understand. It's why my soul is black and cold and unredeemable. <laughs> because I've never known true joy. My brother was like, why don't you take him to like a a shelter or whatever to see some kittens and i'm like no because that's sad (laughs) unless you're gonna like take one home that's it's just yeah i don't like seeing animals in cages it's upsetting it's not cute it's upsetting and i would feel bad for not being able to bring any home but you'll see when one day maybe because i'm sure we'll have more animals at some point the funny thing is and by animals i mean cats because fuck you dogs what about a little tortoise? Oh. We could paint our podcast logo on its shell and just let it loose in the world and it can be like a little living billboard. Is that animal abuse? Yes. But the tortoise can't tell anyone, so we'll get away with it. That- <laughs> it's only a crime if they catch you. That makes it worse. That's what my criminal mentor always told me. He also taught me, you got to pick a pocket or two. <laughs> You got to make a bucket or two. Adorable. <laughs> um, I've... Oh, wait, one second. The thing I was going to say was, my dog, I never got to see him as a puppy because one day I just came home and my mom had brought us a dog. And I think he was already 
maybe close to a year. Yeah, he was a rescue, so we、yeah. didn't get to see him as a puppy. And then obviously with Rudy Cat, I never got to see him as a kitten. When- and what really pains me, what tears my my very essence into tiny little shreds. And throws them on the wind.、Oh. Is that you don't really have any pictures of Rudy no, as a kitten? No, it's it's sad. It's sad and unlike me. I got him in two thousand and eight. So iPhone. I didn't have an iPhone yet because I don't think they were a thing until like two thousand and nine or something. But obviously, I would. I did have cameras. I always had a camera with me. I think. <clears throat> I think there's probably. I have like. Several like film roles that haven't been developed over the years, and I think he's probably on there. I did have a camera phone at the time, but it was it was when the camera phones are like a flip phone, <laughs> and when you transfer the picture over to like a computer, it's like a tiny, tiny, tiny square,、yeah. and you can't really make anything out. So I have like t- two photos of him as a kitten. One is where he's like sitting on my chest. And the other one is like a blurry photo of him with blue eyes. Oh, he had blue eyes when he was a kitten, just with- like his papa. Yeah, and he, and because he didn't have a name at first, because obviously they weren't. I was there when he was born, and he had lots of brothers and a sister, and they didn't name them because they knew they weren't going to keep them all, so they just gave them like nicknames. And he was called Bluey because he had blue eyes. That's just heartbreakingly adorable. Yeah, and yeah, so that's the. I mean, the other thing is, I think I probably did take a lot of photos of him with the camera phone, but. I think back then it wasn't like a thing where you like back stuff up. You take photos and then you like never look at them again.、Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe there's like a tiny micro SD card somewhere <laughs> lying around from when it was on there. But、um, I've I've searched my whole like life to find <laughs> to find these kitten pictures, and I'm very sad because then the earliest pictures I have of him are like 2009, 2010, where he's 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 still. He's a once you get to like one, you're a cat. Yes. So even though he looks a bit smaller than he does now, he doesn't look like a kitten, and it's sad. It makes me sad. The thing is, though, like you said, your camera phone back then was probably one megapixel. Yeah, it was、so、really shit. Even if we did have a whole host of photos of him from back then, they wouldn't be、They're、very good. They're not good quality now. I am going to develop those rolls of film someday. There could be mysterious things on there. There could, there could be also horrible things I don't want to see on there. That's why I yeah, haven't developed them. Well, if you captured something significant on them and you don't even know, and it's like the Sapruda film, I mean, sure, it's possible. You don't know. It's like Schrodinger's undeveloped film role. It's like that、um, camera that they found on the mountain that you were telling me. Oh,、about. that's such a crazy story.、Uh, the brief, so I tell the brief version of it. Yeah. On Mount Two、o- sentences or less. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm afraid. Well, if I make the sentences really long, no, just a total run-on sentence. You're only allowed six commas. Okay, but I can put I can put those commas. No, the individual clauses can be very very bloated. But it won't make sense. I, ha- I really hate it when people just like say like seven lines of text and there's absolutely no punctuation. Sure. So <clears throat> Mount Everest. It's something along the lines of thirty 
I think it's 20 to 30 years before we know it was officially summited by someone. I may be wrong on the date. It's been a while since I've read about this. This team of two guys tried to summit it. And I believe both of them died. I think one of them, his surname was Mallory. And no one knows whether they reached the top because they died. It's known that they got quite close to the top. But the thing is, one of them had a camera, a a primitive film camera on him. And so the thought is, if his corpse is ever discovered and this camera is recovered in a salvageable state, they could develop the film and based on the photographs, they could tell whether these two summited Everest way before we think that someone ever did. Oh, I thought they had found a camera and that, and you were telling me about someone was saying how best to transport it and stuff. Yeah, that's... Uh, is that the same story? Yeah, but the they same haven't story. actually found a camera. No, the, the oh. thing you're talking about is I was reading this. It was very fascinating. This guy who was an expert, I guess, on recovering old cameras in, in bad conditions. He basically wrote out this list and it was very technical and jargony, but it was kind of interesting to read as a outsider layman. But he was saying, if anyone ever finds this dead body with this camera on it, here's the things you need to do. You need to put it in, and this is a great term that I'd never heard before, a light tight container. You need to keep it chilled and then you he was basically saying find some way to put it on a private plane so it doesn't have to go through customs because the x-rays will damage the film and then get it straight to a kodak lab and they will develop it for you wow and i just thought i really want them to find it i know i know it's so cool what if it's just selfies yeah ye old selfies what if it's just pictures of his foot he didn't know how to use the camera yeah he didn't know how to use it yeah, I, it's weird. It's so weird to think. <laughs> when people go there now, they have like GoPros and shit strapped of to them. But here's fucking my man with his medium format camera, probably <laughs> trying to. I mean, trying to change a roll of film when you're in a mount up a mountain. I know. I know they have those like they have stops where there's actual space right. like as they climb up the mountain but in my mind i'm thinking of them like dangling off the You're side think, yeah they do have camps yeah yeah yeah. but yeah trying to take a picture when you're on the edge of a some yeah. crazy precipice must be quite nerve-wracking yeah that whole do you remember when we watched like a string of mountaineering documentaries yeah, the thing that always stuck with me is there were tons of dead bodies towards the top of Everest. There's this part they call the death zone, something along those lines, because the oxygen is so thin that most people need supplemental oxygen or they'll die. And if you stay there too long, you will definitely die. But because so many people have died there, and obviously there's not really any way to recover them because helicopters can't go that high and dragging a heavy frozen dead body down would take a lot of people and a lot of resources and a lot of money. I was also reading a separate article that sometimes that does happen. If the family is able to provide enough money, they can pay Sherpas, professional Sherpas who in many cases have summited that mountain 
30, 40 times already. So they're pros. They pay them to sled it down. But basically, because there's so many dead bodies there and they've become so well known to habitual climbers of Everest, they now use them as landmarks. Yeah. The famous one is this frozen corpse called Green Boots, named for obvious reasons. How is there still a corpse? Because it's frozen. You got to think it's like putting oh, a yeah. it's like putting a corpse in a meat freezer. That's horrible. I know it's horrific, and pe- and you see oh. these dead bodies, and they're I've seen. Unfortunately, when you look into this type of thing, you will inevitably see pictures of cadavers, and because they're so well frozen, their faces are a little bit decayed, but they still kind of look like blue and white this faces. This is really horrible. I know, isn't it? Isn't it just? <laughs> But it is also morbidly fascinating. Yes. Sad. Sad people. What a topic to go into. (laughs) I've I've gone into the dark place. I can feel myself. Let's go to a light place. Let's get out of the sunken place. Um, Hashtag get out. Let's talk about my new thing. <laughs> I'm just so my... bashful and I don't know if I want to talk what about I've it. What have you been doing? What have you been what doing, Samantha? I've been doing some stuff. Yeah, so I started a YouTube channel. Yay! Yay! Of no, um, yeah, I started a YouTube channel because why the fuck not? Um, it's good that you got in on the ground floor of YouTube <laughs> before anyone else had really discovered it as a platform. It was quite a shrewd move on your part. You like to make fun of me. You do. You like to make fun of me. Yeah. Um, it's just friendly ribbing for yeah, your pleasure. I do. Is it? <laughs> Is it condom Is makers? It? You know what? I've never tried ribbed condoms and I don't. I can't imagine it feels the way you think it's going to feel. I feel like it's going to be really subtle. Yeah, I don't... I feel like it would You've be... you tried them, right? Obviously, it does nothing to you. It's for the... Sure. For the person. I didn't fuck myself with the condom on, no. <laughs> I wasn't able to... But did the person you used it with, were they like, oh, this is really good? It wasn't really the type of thing where we were experimenting to feel whether you oh, could. Oh, you just used them. Yeah. And, oh, Okay um so <laughs> so yeah so YouTube. my youtube channel is about condoms YouTube channel. and whether you can feel it's them where or not. i test all the condoms <laughs> all the different kinds the weird bubbly ones what was it what we were watching the other day we held up a condom and it was a white condom like a stark white condom yeah i can't remember oh it was bat dad <laughs> <laughs> That's, I don't even know how to explain how that's true. Oh, I hope you know what Bat Dad is because it's delightful, quite honestly. I'm Bat Dad. Bat Dad. Eat your vegetables. (laughs) Your face. Sometimes he uses white condoms when he wants to role play. Give me the condom. (laughs) I will put it on. When he wants to role play as a snowman. You know when you're doing those festive Christmassy role plays? I don't understand. And one of you pretends to be... A snowman with a carrot for a penis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Vegetable Sex, which is the name of my first album. It's the name of my YouTube channel. (laughs) All the the (laughs) instruments I use are vegetables, and I mash them together like they're having sex to make noise. Yeah. I'm pushing the boundaries of music. I don't understand what's happening. Um, 
you're still <laughs> you're still pondering the implications. There's like a vegetable soup in my head. Um, you know when you cut a hole in a pumpkin and then you you thrust in a courgette. Do you like pumpkins? The taste. Well, I don't just eat pumpkin. No, but like pumpkin, whatever. I've never had a pumpkin latte. As, yeah, me. As <clears throat> I know that it's a big. I can't thing. imagine it's a nice thing. I've never ask. really tried any of a. Of those. I've never really tried anything. I've never. I'm just a little baby boy in a I'm, bubble that's never had experiences. Just a little baby boy. Tickle the nipple. <laughs> Tickle the ear. Tickle your balls. You, uh, well, all right. I mean, I took it to a place. I make no apologies. That's hashtag unapologetic yeah. beauty. What is your? <laughs> because everything has to be beautiful. Everything is beautiful. The only thing I was going to say was that I haven't tried, like, at Starbucks, I always get the same basic cappuccino. Because you're a basic bitch. That's true. But when I'm paying £4 for a hot you drink... You want basic shit? No, I don't want to try something I may not like. I know what you mean. We're not the type of people to be like, I have the money, so I'll try something new. It's more like, I can buy this one thing, so I'm going to never change. They always just sound so sickly. Yeah. Who wants a gingerbread frappuccino? <laughs> That doesn't sound appealing to I me. I know what you mean. Whenever I go with my mom, she always gets like the around winter time. They do like a black forest hot chocolate, Ooh. where it's just like cherry syrup in oh. the bottom. And she actually went and bought some cherry syrup online so she could make her. Own. <laughs> it's like, never the same, yeah. though, is it? Well, she's this like reminds me from it. of when you get those frozen <clears throat> juice drinks. What you know from Costa. <sighs> The which, Berry Blast. Which for our American listeners is a, a British coffee shop chain. Yeah, it's like Starbucks, but no. And the, I've I've noticed seeing you have them over the years that they're very hit and miss. Yes. Because they're essentially just blending ice with that with fruit syrup. syrup. Yeah, but sometimes they blend don't blend it enough or whatever, and so it tastes different. But they're really fucking nice. They're so sweet and sickly though. Um, I couldn't drink like a huge one or anything. I can only ever drink. I don't drink a lot though. It takes me like eight hours to get through one drink. You couldn't chug a keg of Berry Blast. Mm, no. So YouTube. Yeah. Anyway, YouTube. So I made a YouTube channel. Why you may be asking? Well, because I want you all to look at my face as I do things. To be quite honest, I mean, why do I have an Instagram? Because I want to post pictures of myself. Um, why do I make a podcast? Because I like the sound of my own voice. That's actually not true. Well, it's I'm calling not, you not, out. It's not not true. I was never a person who was like, oh, I don't want to hear myself back. But then a few times, I feel like you would play me something back on the pod from the podcast when you're editing, and I was like, do you know what I think it is? I think sometimes I don't like the tone of my voice. I feel like sometimes I sound like I'm being annoyed or something, and I'm not. Like, when my tone is just relaxed like this, but sometimes I'm very pointed, and that's what I don't like. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. So I made a video. Um, so basically, the whole, the concept of the YouTube channel is... Me don't box yourself in. That's Don't, what we did with yeah, the podcast. Yeah. And now we're changing it. Version 2.0, you might say. Version better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 
I'm mostly just going to be reading, kind of like, I'm going to say ASMR style, but it's not ASMR the way people, I feel like sometimes when you say ASMR, they just think whispering, but that's not just what, a, the definition of ASMR is not whispering. Yes. It's it's sounds that make you feel good, basically. It's relaxing, soothing, tingly sounds. Or visual stimuli. Or visuals that make you get, like, the head tingles or whatever. And just feel calm and uh, relaxed. Yeah. And... So, yeah, so it's just me reading, basically. And I've posted two videos as of now. I started by reading The Yellow Wallpaper. And I read it and then I say some stuff about it. Um, and about myself, and then yeah, that's the video, and then yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. You're so like bashful I, about I this. Really, I love it. I don't really have like a solid plan. Like I'm just gonna read stuff that I want to read. Sometimes I'm I'm sure I will read things on there that I've already read. Like I'd already read the yellow wallpaper, but it's ex and it's an excuse. It's an excuse to read more. To get myself kind of reading more because there's lots of things. I'm always adding things to my list in my head and I'm like, when are you going to get to it, you know? And I think at some point I might want to do different types of videos, but for now I'm like happy just doing that. You're learning the ropes. Yeah. I had to relearn like how to i say relearn because once upon a time i went to college did video production <laughs> and so i made part of the course was like you have to make videos from start to finish but a i did that with on a mac and i don't have a mac so it's a different software but also it was when i was like 20 20 yeah that's 13 years ago i don't fucking remember plus it's probably different now sure so I had to kind of relearn stuff. So I'm not like amazing at it or anything, but I'm, I think I'm doing enough just to get <laughs> to get by for now. I'm going to get better at it though the more I do it. I like I said to you, I think you are remarkably competent at editing, given the fact that you are basically learning it all from scratch again. Oh, thanks. You have a very good eye for that type of thing i've noticed thank you i get like obsessed with it though i'm like how can i make this better or how can i yeah it, it gets it, you i get like tunnel vision and then i get kind of crazy on it we're both perfectionists yeah so i have to rein myself in but yeah so if you want to see my face and hear my voice you want to tell the people how they can find your lovely videos you're so cute. So, yeah, my name on there is Sam Rosie. All one word. All one word. It's Rosie. It's S-A-M-R-O-S-E-Y because I like how it looks. <laughs> and you got those lovely, darling, rosy cheeks. I do. That's where it comes from. But, yeah, so or you can just type Sam Rosie in YouTube and it'll come up or... I'm sure in the description of this episode, I'll put like a link. <laughs> I have a website, samrosie.com, and that's got everything on there. My blog, my writing, my Instagram, my YouTube. It's a one-stop shop. Yes, pretty much. For Samani Jani. Samani Jani. Don't give away the, the secrets. The secret nicknames yeah. just used in our domestic bliss. Yeah, Samani Jani. And here's a pro tip, listeners. At the end of these first two videos... There are what I can only describe as 
incredibly delightful bloopers. Yes. That will warm your heart <clears throat> and give you a renewed love of life. Because they're so cute. It's like injecting yourself with hyper-concentrated adorableness. You're so nice to me. I'm so effusive in my praise yeah. of my beloved. Well, I, I wanted to find a way to kind of show myself my personality because obviously none of that comes through when you're just reading from a book and when I f did the first video I met I do the commentary on the book at the end of reading what I'm reading so the commentary doesn't come until the second video because it's part one and part two and so when I was editing the first video I was like what can I do to like inject my personality because I'm not even doing any commentary for this video so it's just going to be reading from start to finish and I do kind of mess up a lot and I am a silly person at heart so I just kept all of those parts where I messed up and like did silly things and added them to the end and I think that's something I'm probably going to do for every video because like I said it's a way to kind of see me it is yeah to see you in your most adorable state yeah and if i end up like while i'm filming just talking about nonsense for whatever reason that will go in that section as well so yeah so go and watch me because <laughs> i'd like it just put the video on loop in the in the background yeah. and let it infuse your life with delicious sounds <laughs> and like you said the reason why it's ASMR, and I think it is genuinely ASMR for some people, is that you're reading it in a very soft, soothing way. <clears throat> yeah, it's not like whispering or anything, but I am. I'm not. I'm not speaking normally like this. It's it's more. My voice sounded very odd then when I did that. It's more like, you know, it's a little bit relaxing. It's more softly. Sure. Softly, softly. Um. Yeah, so I'm excited. It's kind of a new, you know, you you, <clears throat> you know, when you pick up a new hobby or a new project and you get that kind of urgency to just do it all. I had that. You had the frenzy. And I still kind of have it. I'm like, I want to make another one. I want to make another one. But it takes so long. I don't understand people, how people post videos every day. Because, Some people pay editors. Yeah, but there's a lot, a lot of YouTubers that don't. Um. Yeah, I guess you just spend all day. Plus, I guess when you're doing it every day like that, you have shortcuts. That's true. Of some kind, and you're able to edit really quickly. Plus, some people probably make really light edits. That's true. Whereas I'm a more kind of like, if I can take, fucking take it out, I'll take it out. <laughs> like, I found myself taking out my ums and my likes because... Yeah, it's not a secret that I say like a lot. Sure. But I also say um a lot. So as I go in, blah, 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 um, um, and it was re really annoying to see yourself do that. Sure. So I was like, I'm fucking snipping it out. <laughs> I think eventually you will optimize your workflow and the editing process will become quicker and more straightforward yeah. though. Saying that, though, I felt when I was editing the second video, I had a little bit of, yeah, I know how to do this now. And I was doing it quicker, even though it still took me, like, the better part of three days. Sure. 
a lot of that is exporting. It takes a long time to export your videos. And if you want to, like, I don't know, see the outcome, you can't really see the real outcome until you export it. So sometimes you're exporting just to check one thing. Yeah, everything is very laggy in the preview window. Yeah. And and I have, like, a good laptop, so I'm not really sure. I think it's just, like you said before, video editing, you need a lot. Sure. You need really good specs. You've got a top-of-the-line Alienware, right? Sure, sure. Sure. Remember when you said that you think I'm an alien? What? Yesterday. What was the context? You were like, how, I think maybe years ago, aliens came to the Earth, and that's what women are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had this moment where I thought... It was a shower thoughts moment. Yeah. What it was like a high shower thoughts yeah, moment, even though I was stone sober. I just had this thought of, what if one of the sexes is actually like, this is going to make me sound certifiably insane, oh, yeah. is an imposter alien species. Like, what if there were only women or there were only men at first, and then aliens came and wanted to infiltrate and assimilate so they could keep an eye on us and study us so they made a opposite version and they came down and there you have it yeah <laughs> i don't know why you put me on the spot here and there's no way to explain this where it sounds rational it's just one of those crazy things that you think of and you say it with such like what if that's the case <laughs> It's cute. Have you ever thought that maybe? Have you ever? Have you ever felt like this? When strange things happen, are you, you going, going round, round the, the twist? twist? If you know what that's from, <laughs> you get 10 points on a cookie. No one is going to know. You get no cookies because I've eaten them all. But <laughs> <laughs> You get good vibe cookies. Yeah, you get pretend emoji cookies. I love how you said something on the podcast that was clearly clearly explicitly in writing a private <laughs> <In> conversation <blood. laughs> give me your blood i all right i'm bat sam hmm i could be bat sam i'm gonna pay you back by saying something that you said no no i no, think no. i'm going to no no listeners no no as we're talking about learning about i get to veto this <laughs> if it's crazy <laughs> It's not crazy, but it is extremely funny. I was looking at something on my phone the other day, and then you wanted to check it out, and you asked me, and I quote, can I get to it through the web browser? That is not what I said. I said, are you looking at it on the web browser? You were looking at something, right? We'll just say what it is. You were looking on Cameo. And you were telling me like, oh, such and such is on there, such and such is on there. And I wanted to see for myself. So I said, are you looking at it on the web browser? Because in my mind, I thought it was an app. Some things are only apps. Sure. And so I th I thought maybe you had downloaded the app and that's where you were looking. So <laughs> what I said is not as crazy. You, you straight up. <laughs> I said, are you looking at it? Uh, let's reenact it. Are you looking at it on the web browser? Yes, Granny. Because <laughs> <laughs> you did sound like a grandma who's going to night classes uh, to learn how to use Google. It's like when we tell our moms that we don't buy newspapers and then they say, how do you get the news? <laughs> <laughs> do you go on one of those www dots? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Can you find it via Googling? It may, you know what it made me think of as well? Not that long ago, you asked me for a web address and I went HTTP <laughs> colon forward slash forward slash. You know why? Because there are some sites where you have to put the HTTPS. Yes. And so I was, and you were typing it in. So I was like, you know, you need all the information. <laughs> I don't think you need to put it. Well, I don't know, but I think maybe you were linking to something, so I think you do need it. Talking of websites. Yes, you do have something new. I have something to something to share yummy. myself. Something meaty. Uh, I'm not sure about that. It is meaty. I would say it's... There's lots and lots. It's like a skinny latte. No, it's like a fucking fat steak. Hmm. Cooked well done, just uh, the way I like that's it. That's the only way... To cook steak. Drenched in ketchup. Own brand supermarket ketchup. (laughs) So I have started a website. Yay! I decided to get in on this World Wide Web thing that I keep hearing about. (laughs) It's called RyanFinchWrites.com. There's kind of a backstory behind that a little bit. Someone has Uh, got RyanFinch.com. They've had it for quite a while. Yeah, you always check to see if it's... And I think at this point they've sold it to a domain selling service because now when I go, when I try and see if it's accessible to buy, it says, yes, you can buy it, but it's a premium domain and it will cost $1,500. Yeah. Which, Mine's quite expensive. It's not that expensive, yeah, but it's well, quite expensive. Yours actually is the, the name of a famous character. So Which is what we're going to get into. Yeah. Yeah. That's called serendipity. And I've wanted to get my just the straight up name domain, but I have now gradually resigned myself to the fact that this douche out there is yeah. going to hold on to it. Just hoard it, not actually use it for the rest of time. I hate it when you don't have. I used to have a Tumblr with my name, my username that I have everywhere, and then when I, in, like, 2011, I had, like, a purge of, like, I want this gone from the internet, and I want this gone from the internet, and I pulled a lot of shit that I had on there, and I gave up. I wanted to just get rid of that Tumblr, so I gave up the name for some stupid reason, (laughs) and then in the last couple of years, I went back to see if it was available and it was not but the person who has it has not posted anything they either just they either made it and they never used it or they just use it to look at other people's tumblers um i tried messaging them about it and they aren't having any of it and then i, I read because i was like what if they just haven't logged in how can i get this name from them but and I looked it up and Tumblr says if you haven't logged in for a year, they'll try to contact you and if you don't contact them, they'll give a, like they'll let your username go. And so for a while i I was obsessed about it. I was checking every day to see if it was there and to see if, you know, I could get it. And I gave up. <laughs> I don't know how long I think I did it for a couple of months every right. day. And I was like I could be doing this. Like, I need to not get into the cycle of, because I could be doing this for seven years, you know. <laughs> and then I, I also, could to coincide with it, I had the moment of, like, 
why do I care about Tumblr? Because I used to love Tumblr back when it was like a huge thing. And I used it, re uh, you know, up until like last year, like I put my blog posts on there. But with all the changes, I feel like it's shit now. And now you can't even post those nude photos of yourself. <laughs> you can't view anything. I turn my like safe search settings off or whatever. And yet sometimes when you try to go on my blog, it will say safe mode is on and you can't view anything. And none of my my content isn't really an adult only thing. I don't I don't it's not like where I reblog like sexy stuff. It's me posting about my personal stuff. And even then it's still not really I mean some of the mental health stuff, but I don't really know why. Yeah. And so it just annoyed me because I'm like, this is supposed to, that was for a while my like main website and it was like, you can't fucking view anything. So I gave up. Those safe search or age gated things, you notice that they're always very overzealous. Yeah. They'd rather cover more things than not enough. So a lot of fairly innocuous stuff gets yeah. caught up in the dragnet. I even messaged them about it and I never got a response. You messaged Tumblr? Yeah, it says, like, if you think that your blog shouldn't be kind of, then you can message them, but they didn't, they didn't respond. Anyway, get onto your <laughs> website. Tell us, tell us, tell us. So, yeah, I actually have come to like the URL because I like that it tells you exactly what the website is. Yeah. Ryan Finch writes. He writes. It's pretty simple. And, and what does he write? It's going to be my thoughts about anything and everything. Peas? The vegetable? Yeah. I find them to be okay. Like when I have... Let's not get back to this, this bullshit <laughs> of like, they're just okay. Well, I mean, they're fine. I have, sometimes I have pasta and vegetables and... I like to have vegetables that don't taste very strong, so you can just kind of mix yeah. it all together and get some green stuff in you. I had that moment, like, a couple of weeks ago, where I realised I haven't eaten anything that's green and comes from the <laughs> earth in maybe six months. I should maybe do something about that. Yeah, we're not like a salad type of family. That's true. But you do like to have vegetables with some of your meals. That's true. I don't have any. I had like a spinach phase. But <laughs> of I feel like everyone I, goes through that in their teenage years. But I feel like I don't really eat anything that spinach would go with. And then you moved on to the devil's lettuce. Y yeah. That's what the cool kids call it. Yeah. I, I wish I'd have known that spinach was basically just lettuce. Uh, it's not. I mean. It tastes different. It the leafy part of lettuce. That's true. You're like, you like the crunchy part of lettuce. I like iceberg lettuce. Yeah. I don't like iceberg lettuce. I really only like the leafy part. The leafy. The leafy. It's so leafy. And I didn't know spinach was like that. I you're, don't know why, because they look the fucking same. You're like Leaf Erickson, exploring new continents. I've always said that about you. You're like Leaf from Crashing. That's true. Who doesn't like George Basil? Oh, yeah. I ask you. Isn't it weird the fact, like, his name is George Basil, and we would say Basil, and Americans say Basil. Yeah. Is it Basil? Have you heard him say Or is that the name? other way around? I know that we pronounce we it different. We say Basil. Right, okay. I think I got them mixed up in my head. So it doesn't... But my point, point is... point doesn't count, then. No, my point does count, because 
how weird would it be to have a name that is officially said different oh, in two countries? Yeah. Like... Because it's not even a mispronunciation. That is how British people pronounce that yeah. word. But it changes how your name What's is. What's his name? Jeff. What? <laughs> no more dank buds for you before the podcast. <laughs> it reduces your Isn't attention Jeff span. Isn't it Jeff Bezos? No. You're thinking, are you thinking of Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon? Maybe. What's his name? George jo- Basil. Oh, my God. George and Jeff are so close. No. G-E-O. G-O-E. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this is what happens when, when your schooling is minimal. G-E-O-R-G-E is George. And G-O-E-F-F <laughs> is Jeff. This is like a kindergarten spelling bee. <laughs> spell Jeff. Using a sentence, please. I dislike when... Jeff, Jeff wants you to spell his fucking name. <laughs> I dislike when Jeff is spelt with the O-E. Oh, like G-E-O-F-F. It's G-O-E, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Who fucking cares, honestly? I would never be friends with a Jeff. It should just be Jeff, like G-E-F-F. Sure. But yeah, George Basil. So we would call him Basil. and Americans Americans would call him him Basil. This is fucking exciting content. <laughs> this is scintillating discussions of names and... Tell us... You're just stalling. Yeah, okay. Tell us about your fucking I'm website. I'm not stalling. There's not much to say. It's going to be my thoughts on a whole range of topics, politics, things in the news, things I've read, maybe. You I'm, say it's going to be, but you've already posted yeah, it. Yeah, I have a couple of posts on there already. There's also going to be personal stuff more kind of blog posty type stuff it's basically just a place to put all of my non-fiction writing and i have while i was working on my novel which is now finished the the whole time i would see things like stuff in the news where it either infuriates you or you have some kind of strong response to it and i would want to write something about it and i got into this mindset when i was writing the book where I wanted to give it like my full undivided attention. I didn't want to write other stuff. I stopped writing poetry. I stopped writing this kind of nonfiction stuff. I stopped writing everything. It kind of consumed my whole life and it definitely consumed me creatively. So I had to all, I had to just swallow that frustration of, I want to write something about that. But I kept thinking to myself, man, when this book is fucking done, yeah, I'm going to let the dam explode I and feel like it is. Yeah. It's pouring out of you, all these things that you yeah. want to say. I've been eagerly looking forward to w- w- the day when I could move on to this other stuff. And that day is now. So come yeah. to ryanfinchwrites.com and... Read some good shit. You can sign up for an email notification every time <laughs> hey. I post. And hey, if you sign up under a fake email, for example, fuck you at dinosaurdicks.com, that's okay. Because even though it's not real, I know that you, you care about me, at least a little bit. There's a scintilla of care. Uh-huh, dinosaur dicks. Please don't sign up with spam the, emails. The dinosaur dicks care about you. I hope they don't. Dinosaur dicks would have been massive. <laughs> <laughs> but they weren't sentient. I guess we don't know. We don't know. Because there's no fossilized dicks. Yeah, massive dino dicks. <laughs> Like, you never go to a museum. And there's a dino dick. And there's, a like, a giant T-Rex skeleton and then just a giant phallus when, attached to it. <laughs> when they're, like, remaking the, the dinosaurs, like, you see the skeleton, they have pieces. There's never a dick. Well, there's not a bone in 
dicks. Oh my god, that's true. Why <laughs> wow. did I say that? I told you you should have taken oh, that yeah. remedial biology class. God, I'm really coming off as a dummy in this episode. Yeah. Mm. And You're a-, a fucking meaning. <laughs> and there's only so much I can do in editing to save you. Graham. Sometimes I just have those moments, you know, where you don't think, why isn't there a bone in dicks? Because that would be unpleasant. Then it could never go flaccid because there's a bone in it. That's... I like a soft dick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, please expound upon that for the listeners. I don't know if anyone out there who likes dicks thinks this way too, but... Aren't you sometimes just kind of like really fascinated? If you don't have a dick yourself, do you ever find yourself with someone who has a dick and you're just like, I just want to stare at it and see what it's going to (laughs) do? I just, I'm hoping to be surprised, honestly. They're so strange. And I just, yeah, they're so strange and like... You're basically saying you have a non-sexual fascination. I do, yeah. Which is understandable. Because sometimes I just want to look at it and, like, touch it, but in a non-sexual way. In a scientific, experimental way. Yeah, in a very, like, just... Neutral, objective examination. I get that. They're very strange things. Even I sometimes think that. Yeah, they are. It's amazing... How do I phrase this in a... In a pride-preserving way. It's amazing how small they can get they can and get. then how big they yeah. can get. I It doesn't seem to make any sense. Also partly terrifying, <laughs> to be honest. Sure. It's very odd. When my two-foot how dick starts what, swinging around. Yeah, how one second it's like I just knock, there. I knock vases like off the table sometimes. Tiny. And then the next, it's like a whole other thing. It's like it's been replaced. Right. This, like, thing has been replaced with this other thing, and I don't know how. I think the thing is, like, if there was a time lapse where you could see a dick going from flaccid to completely Oh, can hard. we do that? <laughs> That's my next YouTube video. Oh, gosh. You're going to get banned from YouTube. I knew it. Yeah. Although I guess you can show nudity. Yeah, because I'm sure there's videos of, well, what what would they be? I guess there'd be like medical videos of naked people. There might be performance art where someone is naked. I think the idea is it just can't be pornographic. Let's do a time lapse. I don't agree to this. Just for me, not for YouTube. You'll pull it private mode. Yeah, and don't then, even have to upload it. Just... And then one day it accidentally goes public. Yeah. I think no. I'm going to do this. I don't think we are. I'm going to do a time lapse and I'll get back to you on it. <laughs> Tell you what it was like. I'll wake up one day and there's just a camera tripod next to my crotch. Well. I did it while you were asleep. Morning is the best time. Hmm. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> you think you're so smart and sneaky, don't I you? I do. You do think- you you think you're a little sneak thief in the night? I am a sneak thief in the night. Sneak That's thief exact- in the night. Sneak thief in the night. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say about your blog? Um, Not really. Apart from go and read it. <laughs> Leave a comment. I also made a Twitter account for it, which is... It's basically just an automated account where it tweets every time I make a new post. Yeah. So you have multiple ways of following. Yeah, so you don't following. have to sign up if you don't want There's you also just... an RSS feed if you're one of those old fogies. I use a feeder. How dare you? 
case in point. Hey! Is this on a web browser? Where, where, where? Can I access this on Google? Is that mean to me? Um, How do I get to it via Firefox? Okay, can we can we can we talk about the? Wait, true or false? Do you still use Internet Explorer? No, God, no. Can you imagine? Who every is still using then, it? Every now and then, you'll click a link and it will open Internet Explorer, and I, I'm angry at that. <laughs> I have rage. Yeah, there's so some... it takes so it long to open, and then a there's it's now like an. It looks like Yahoo or whatever. It's right. got like loads of shit on there. Search bars yeah. are plenty. No, Who's you can, using Yahoo? You can search on Bing. Even my mom doesn't use Internet I Explorer. I think Steph uses Bing, actually. Or she used to. It, but is she like a fangirl of Bing? No, I don't think she's a fangirl of any of those. It's not like she's a fangirl of like Chrome or whatever. Sure. Um, she's not a Firefox diehard. She's yeah. not down for the opera. She's not ride or die. No. Okay, that's fine. Sure. That's acceptable. I don't understand. What's so, happening? what were you going to say? Can we? I wanted to. I wanted. Can we? Can we? Can we? Can we? Can we? Might? Might me? Might me? Wow. Okay. So, you're Yahweh. Right. You're so cute. I but, am that I am. I I am that I am. Hmm. But you are that you are. Never ask God his name. He doesn't like it. I thought his name was God. <laughs> his name's not like Jeff God. <laughs> It's not his surname. Mr. No, God. No, his name is God God. Uh, <laughs> in, from, in, his people only have one word in their language. Yeah. Everyone is called God God. God God. Every word is God. Wow, that's deep. That's profound. That's something. And in fact, that's Deepak Chopra. It's deep in you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to finish that. Okay. <laughs> you should. You should. What's the rest of that part? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my brain is blanked. You shouldn't, but you, you can. can. You shouldn't, but you can. We've got so many strange yeah, we do. songs and weird cadence phrases and little inside jokes. And we're slowly trickling them out to you, listener. I expect one day to go online. It's funny that you address people as listener. That's their name. I don't like it. <laughs> okay i'm sorry i'm my own man though well i have agency i don't think you do one day i want to go online and my find hands are inside you and they they are working like i'm a it's me talking to me like i'm a marionette you're talking to me as you but really you're talking to me as me you're you're my puppeteer i'm your keeper hmm your owner one day I want to go online and find that someone has made a wiki for this podcast where they've catalogued all yeah. our weird inside jokes. And in episode 36, they talked about blah, blah, blah. Dinosaur dicks. <laughs> this episode is just going to be called, in all caps, Dino Dicks. That's when Ryan Question mark. said that he had a blog. <laughs> That's when Sam said that she liked flaccid penises. Who doesn't, honestly? Penis eye? Uh... Pen eye? No, I think it's penises. Peni? You're frightening me. Peni? <laughs> you're still going to loop. Penis! <laughs> you're, look at, you're still going to loop. I am. Okay. It's business time. I doubt it. It's party time. I it's like it. sexy time. Did you turn into a snake? I don't know. No Possibly. one wants sexy time with a serpent. I don't like snakes. That's fair. 
Yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about Sex in the City. Are we? Sex and the si- Sex and the City. Wow. That's a rookie mistake, and you hate to see it. What's a rookie mistake? You called it the wrong thing. No, I said sex and the city, and then I went sex and the city for anyone oh. who might think it's sex in the city. But I thought you said sex in the city at first. No, no, no. You are mistook. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I feel what? like we should point out why you yeah, want to talk about yeah, yeah. sex in the city. Okay. We were listening to a podcast the other day where the topic was sex in the city. And to be frank... They didn't do a good job. Samantha was very critical of the mistakes that they made about different factual details. Not just mistakes, but more like I felt like, in part, they really set things up. Like, oh, this and then... But then they never actually discussed it. And I may make the same mistakes during this, (laughs) but it made me want to talk about it. Just know that I'm a super fan. Even if I get things wrong. I am a super fan. I think, first and foremost, let's begin the discussion with several things. Okay. The first, this is, this is, one of the things is, I completely understand that the show today is, like, has problems. Okay. And I don't just mean today as in, like, they weren't problems back then. I'm just saying it was obviously sort of semi-accepted to have certain scenes and certain conversations back then, even though it was not even like that long ago. But and if that was on TV today, it would be like, what the fuck? Um, but even still, it has a special place in my heart. Special place. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to say that I totally know it has problem issues, which we will get into. It wasn't woke. But it was in some way. We'll get to that. It was woke for the ladies. Um, but it wasn't woke for anyone we else. We could get into that. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing about that podcast, the other podcast we were listening to, is that they were kind of... They were very critical of some of the characters and saying that they were bad people. And you took umbrage at that. Yeah, because... Let's not forget, listeners... That Samantha was named after one of the Sex in the City characters. Uh, yeah. I was not named. Your after. mother was a super How fan. How young do you think I am? That would make me like your age. <laughs> and that's just a baby, yeah. a baby boy. A ba- no, little baby boy. You gotta change my diapers. What is wrong with you? Well, you get out. If so, if I if I Benjamin buttoned myself, Benjamin bunnied yourself, <laughs> and you had to take care of me like a baby, you just throw me out. No, I would take care of you. You'd leave me on the step of a firehouse. I would take care of you. You'd make a Craigslist advert that says baby for sale. I would Taraji P. Henson myself. And of course I know what that means. You don't, yeah. You haven't seen Benjamin Button, have you? No. That's why. I just know the cultural reference. Yeah. It's a good movie. I have a a surface level understanding of culture. I just know the names of things. But you don't know what they mean. I know certain it's like taglines. That, it's like that month where you kept saying, on fleek, seven years after on fleek was a thing. I'll have you know that I was the originator of on fleek. I don't think you were. One day, I just looked at my eyebrows in the mirror and I said, they're on fleek. <laughs> yeah. And then someone sto- someone overheard me and stole that. And I was never duly compensated. I love that this one girl just like made up this thing and it became 
Sure. I think that's how obviously words work. Do you think she cashed in on it? I don't think so. How could you? How? She could have released a makeup line called On Fleek. That's true. Like an eyebrow. Yeah. Stuff. I don't. <laughs> now you sound like me. That's what I would have said because I don't know what anything's called. <laughs> <laughs> she could have released some eyebrow stuff. <laughs> You know when you get a sharpie and you just draw on your eyebrows? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm very disquieted by the concept of tattooed on eyebrows. Yeah, I know. I find it... Didn't someone in your family get tattooed on eyebrows? I, I really appreciate you bringing that up on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, that was definitely appropriate but and But wait, right. wait, wait. There's several different versions of tattooed eyebrows. There's microblading where it's essentially a tattoo... But it looks natural. What? Can you tell me in one sentence what microblading is? I think it is when they basically like tattoo on like tiny, 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 what look like hairs. But what's the blading? I don't know. Do they do it with blades? No, I think it's called blading because they look like blades of hair. <laughs> Are you thinking of blades of grass? <laughs> you know when you want your eyebrows to look like your front lawn? <laughs> so you go to the mall, to the microblading stall? I think that's what it is. I could be wrong. I dare say you might be. I mean, I don't know. I'm just guessing that you might be erroneous. You're feloniously erroneous. Feloniously erroneous. Sure. Um... And then obviously some people just get tattooed on pictures of eyebrows. <laughs> pictures? Like clip art? Do you know what I mean? Like a pic- <laughs> Do you remember clip art? Talking of old computer stuff? <laughs> What's the difference between clip art and paint? Microsoft Paint is a program. Clip art was just, I think, a repository of simple little cartoon images. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now. I used paint just today, to be honest. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, because I just print screen something. Oh, okay, yeah. And so I just wanted to paste it in. I need to teach you how to use the snipping tool. I don't have it. What do you mean? <laughs> it's not a thing. I, I've noticed that whenever you use your computer, you know how to use the like print screen and snipping tool, but I don't have that. How can that be true? I don't know. You're using Windows 95. <laughs> Which is quite retro chic of God, you. God, 95 was ages ago. I was two. <laughs> I was 10. Oh, God. You could have babysat me. No, 10 year olds can't babysit no, I mean, two-year-olds. when you were 13. 13 year olds shouldn't be babysitting either. That's, but sometimes they do. I don't know. That's dumb. My sister looked after me when she was too young to look after me. Yeah, so did my brother, but still. Yeah. Not- Legally and like. Logically, it shouldn't be. I don't think there are legal rules around babysitting. Well, you're not allowed to, you're not supposed to be left alone until you're at least 13. That's the law here. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That, I mean, that makes sense. You can't get your 12 year old to babysit your kids because that's illegal. But there must be a, I mean, there must be some flexibility. How so? Well, say you have a toddler and you need to go outside to do something to your car, you are technically leaving them alone. You're not supposed to leave toddlers unattended. For five <laughs> minutes while you go and work on your Mustang? <laughs> your bitching Mustang? <laughs> <laughs> 
Cars come before babies. I've always said this. It's like on Friends when Rachel's having a baby shower and they're like, they give her a diaper genie and she's like, oh, it dispenses new diapers. And they're like, no, <laughs> which is what I thought it was. And they were like, no, that's where you put the dirty ones. And she's like, oh, why would you do that? Why don't you take it out to the trash? And the mum's like, you can't keep going out to the bin when you've got a baby. How are you going to, like... You know, and he's like, just leave the baby there. No, 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 no. <laughs> I feel like that's a comedic trope where someone's babysitting a toddler and they step away for a second and then the camera pans back and the baby's gone. That happens in Friends. Yeah, when, it happens in every single sitcom. At, when Phoebe's looking after the triplets. And oh, then they're in the drawers. One of them's in the drawer. Pooping yeah. on the good linen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can't get baby poop out. No, you can't. It's the dirtiest material known to man. It's the dirtiest material. Yeah. It's like Vanta Black for stains. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So okay. Sex in the City. Hmm. Oh, you said about my name. Yes. Yeah, and my I was saying is... you want to defend the honour of these fictional characters. Oh, yeah. One of the reasons... One of the things that annoyed me on that podcast was one of the people on there was like, Carrie Bradshaw is a monster. And I'm just like, she's a monster, is she? No, Donald Trump is a monster. <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw is just fucking selfish sometimes. But Is she you... worse than John Wayne Gacy? Is she? Well. Well. I think, okay, let me get into it. Shows, some show. I feel like there's a, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but that kind of trend of where, like, all the characters in a show are terrible and that's, like, yeah, kind of like girls. Yes. All the characters on that show are horrible people in the sense that they are, like, extremely, extremely selfish and in some cases, like, vapid and just they're also not really friends in that they will fuck each other over for the slightest of reasons yeah there's not any kind of real loyalty there whereas like sex in the city carrie i would probably say only carrie really and maybe because she's the self-insert character i feel she has moments of like being selfish but not in that girl's, like, Marnie way or whatever. It's more just like a real world, like, having a selfish moment way or being kind of, like, obsessed with something or maybe making a mistake, but not in that true kind of, like, oh, you're a shitty person and I don't want to know you type of way. You're a cruel, callous, narcissistic person. Nothing she does is, like, cruel. She well. She's sometimes I, thoughtless. I I take that back a second because she did cheat with Big, and you could say that's cruel, obviously. And just we are going to get into major spoiler territory oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in case you haven't seen this twenty-year-old show <laughs> and you want to go in with a fresh tabula rasa openness. Yeah, yeah. So the show is important to me. Probably because I first watched it when I was, like, 13 or something. And I honestly did learn things from the show. I, yeah, I I feel like that's where I kind of learned about sex. 
not learned about sex as in like in a proper real like translate it to your own life type of way but it's where I first saw like sexual things being discussed openly in like a totally normal way and there were questions I had and sometimes they were answered via the show if you know what I mean um I didn't even know what spooning was and I remember very clearly the scene where Carrie's with a guy I can't remember who she's with and then she's like and then he spooned me and I swear to god I thought she meant they had anal sex because Can he you was explain that to me? because he was spooning her and the way she said it I know now that she was saying it in a kind of like romantic and then we spooned because it was like lovely but in my 13 year old brain who didn't know things and the show was all about sex she was to me it was more like <clears throat> and then he spooned me and I, so I thought it was like he slipped it in like what's happening can we dissect the internal <laughs> logic of this misinterpretation in your mind would that mean that his dick was like a spoon no what are you talking about because how else could you think spooning was a reference to i don't know i didn't know what spooning was i don't think i'd ever heard anyone say it so i thought it was like like a, a euphemism yeah like a term for fucking anal sex or something sure the way her she looks in that scene i don't know obviously now i know it's completely <laughs> ridiculous but in my head i was like whoa don't you feel like she would have had more of a reaction if they were having... Now, yes, but then... Sure. Sensual butt sex? Then, in a way, I didn't know that anal sex was any different to vaginal sex. Like, Interesting. In the sense that it was all just sex to me. Right. That, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I didn't know the... The dynamics. The dynamics of it, now. You didn't know that you had to pay more for one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But boy, would you learn... <laughs> on the hard streets of <laughs> blank <laughs> location undisclosed yeah so i think maybe that's why it's kind of important to me and why i've it's kept a place in my heart because yeah because i was so young when i first saw it also as you always say new york city is the fifth character oh yeah and we are both deeply enamored and infatuated with new york city yeah london and new york city are like the places for me and yeah it was like a fifth character and i loved it it was amazing they do a lot of shots of them just walking along the street which yeah, is good some shows that are set in new york you notice that they just have kind of generic stock footage between scenes yeah. as like an establishing shot so it's set in new york but really most of it takes place inside apartment, so it could be anywhere. Whereas this show, a <clears throat> lot of it feels <clears throat> like it had to have been in New York. And they're always in, like, a new New York place. Like, they're always going to, like, the newest restaurant or the newest bar. <clears throat> or the newest bar. And it's cool to me. Sure. You know. <laughs> um, speaking of, like, New Yorky type, like, fantasy things, even though practically this wouldn't probably be fun i've always had this like romanticized like i want to live in like a city apartment 
above like a shop with like a neon sign that's like a true I think I also my first ever story I wrote that was in it and yeah even though like for instance when we were looking for apartments in London we had the opportunity to go see apartments above shops and we were like absolutely not opportunity is a bit of a you know what I mean (laughs) but we were like absolutely not but in my mind Doing that is like a cool sure. kind of and in the first episode of Sex in the City and maybe yeah, in the first episode she lives above a place and there's a neon sign outside. Maybe that's where it first entered my head. What neon signs? No, that kind of like living But did that also spark your love of neon? I don't know. Surely you weren't... Possibly. Yeah, because I probably didn't like neon before that. I was like 12. I'm an 11 year old and my favourite thing is elaborate neon signs. <laughs> it's not until like halfway through the season or the end of season one where she gets the... She's in a brownstone. She's in that apartment for ages. Yeah, the, I will say just as a... Let me put my cards on the table. Disclaimer. I have only seen some of the show. You've seen way more than you think. No, though. I know, but I haven't seen all of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You've seen about 75%. And, I, and you've seen the movies, right? Yeah. Alas. Have you watched both of them? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know how I would say how I feel about the show. I like it and I find it watchable, but it's not, it's never really spoken to me. But I still... I can appreciate it. Yeah. It's that type of thing. Whereas you love the show. It's one I of your favourites. Yeah. I rewatched it recently. Yeah. It was like autumn last year I rewatched it or something. Because I, for the first time ever, got the shoebox box set, which is insane to me. It was £5. Do you remember this? Yes, I do. And you found in... one of those like miraculous bargains yeah. where it was brand new, still shrink wrapped. Yeah. It was selling for some crazy, like sixty pound yeah. on Amazon. It was in the cute little shoebox box, and yeah. But you know why I got it? Because you can't get Sex in the City like HD unless you have HBO, and you can't get HBO in England. So, not that DVDs are HD, but no. it's the best quality out there. In terms of, yeah. like, trying to watch it online or whatever. It's crazy to me they haven't released a Blu-ray. Yeah, I don't understand. This is, like, like, whatever you think of it, as a show, it is, like, a cultural touchstone. Yeah. It does, and it only it came out, like, 15 years ago. Well, no, it was the 90s. I thought it was early 2000s. It was 90s to 2000s. Oh, okay. But still, I'm I'm saying, like, it's not... It's 20 years ago. It's not gone with the wind from yeah. the 30s. It's still... You could surely find some HD original footage of it. Yeah. It's annoying as well because it's in like the square format, the first oh, few seasons. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. Why do they do it? I don't know. Why do they do it, Samantha? <laughs> but yeah, so I rewatched it recently. And this will be what, your 22nd rewatch? Yeah, I've rewatched it a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. It's one of those like... Your show is highly watchable. Oh, it is, yeah. It really is. And it goes by so fast because they're only like 27 minutes long each episode. 
But yeah, so that's why I came to love it. Okay. Um, in terms of like the big thing when it was on was like, what are you? Are you like a Carrie or a Charlotte or whatever? <clears throat> and given I'm... that you're named after one of the characters. Oh, yeah. My name... As aforementioned. My name is Samantha Jones. And I have had, obviously, people say to me like, oh, you know. Haven't you been to a Satsa no. convention, no, as you, they call it? You always just remember this. One of, I think it was my first ever fan, like convention that I went to. It was a Buffy, wasn't Buffy. It was an Angel slash Firefly convention. Sure, strange mix, but I'll allow it. And I had my name. You have your name tag, like your lanyard or whatever, and it said Samantha Jones. And several people were like, "Is your name really Samantha Jones?" Because this would have been like. Not while Sex and the City was on. Oh, no, maybe it was, it was like, not that long after it, it ended, so... And then there were the movies. Yeah. Although there was a gap, big yeah. gap between when the movie was. But, yeah, so it was, I guess, in the <clears throat> world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. So, I don't know what my point is. My point was just to be like, yeah, my name is Samantha Jones. But yeah, in terms of like, are you a Carrie or whatever? I am definitely a Carrie. In terms of like, I feel like the other characters are very specific things. And Carrie is a mix of everything. She's an everyman, if she, you will. She's the self-insert, I feel. And the rest, you have to obviously be a very specific thing. I also think people want to be Carrie. No, not now they don't. Well, not now, like. but at the, when at you, the time, yeah. yeah. Because not, she's the mm. one who has, first of all, she has a great life. She lives in New York. Oh, but they all have great lives. She gets well paid. She's a writer. She buys expensive clothes. She has, I would say, the most fleshed out romantic relationships. Yeah, she does. Because... Despite what people think, Carrie is the main character. Of course, yeah. It's an ensemble show, but she is the main She is the main character. She does a voiceover. We see the show through her eyes kind of thing. Oh, don't even get me started on this fucking voiceover. I Let's talk about two things. There's the voiceover (laughs) and there's the direct-to-camera, like... Oh, but they only do that for the first... They do it for, like, two... They do it in the second season as well, I think. But it's mostly the first season. Yeah, it's really, like, early on thing. And then they phase it out. But I actually like that. I I thought it gave it it a, a nice character of... This is what New Yorkers think about I what I'm saying. Well. And I like the voiceover. However, <laughs> there are definitely moments where you're like, Carrie doesn't need to be saying anything. Yeah. And you forced a line in that just sounds ridiculous. And it Do you always, know what I mean? Like, she doesn't need yeah. to be talking right now. But because you started the show with the voiceover, you can't not do it. It always has the same kind of formula. Like, even sometimes... It's the, a question. The exact That's same why. syntax. Yeah. yeah Something yeah, yeah. will happen, and then the voiceover will say, and then I started to think, what if everyone's like that? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's always the same. It is, and she yeah. says it and the she, same. And you see it. The thing is that she does the voiceover, and then you see her typing yeah. it. That was, like, the big thing. It kind of makes me think of, as you were saying where they put it in and then you have to kind of live with it and just I definitely feel like make it work for the rest of the show towards the later seasons it was a little bit like we really don't need the voiceover anymore (laughs) but 
we can't not do it. It's baked then. into the DNA of the show. Yeah. But it makes me think of... I did like it, though, however. Okay. Like, yeah. As any diehard Blade Runner fan will know, the original theatrical cut of Blade Runner had a very bland, stilted voiceover from Harrison Ford, which he did not want to do. And he kind of sandbagged his performance of it and made it intentionally crappy as a protest. And people hated it at the time and said, this doesn't fit. It's thematically inappropriate. It just kind of lessens the experience. And then obviously the famed director's cut came out. And that's the one that fans really, truly, deeply fell in love with. And the same thing with Sex in the City. I think if they did a director's cut of it, maybe if they finally released it on Blu-ray after all these years, I think the show would be better if you just, if you did it artfully and it didn't, feel like something was obviously missing but if you just excise the voiceover i think it would be a better show i don't think it would because there are times when the voiceovers fill in things in for you and if that wasn't there you'd be a bit like what's happening maybe yeah i realize now there's voiceovers in a lot of my favorite stuff (laughs) twilight has voiceovers bella talks a few times and grace natomy has voiceover and there was another one in my head, but it's gone. In terms of the director camera thing, I did really enjoy it. Yeah. Because they did it. Well, let me say this. I disliked it when Carrie did it. I don't know why. Okay. But I liked it when it was, they did that thing where the theme of the episode was then what strangers were answering kind of thing. Um. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it gives it... It would go to like such and such at the basketball court or the lady (laughs) sitting on the bench eating a sandwich. I liked that. It was strangers that we didn't know. I didn't necessarily want to see Carrie doing it. You did also see Miranda, Charlotte. I don't feel like Samantha ever did it. No, I don't think she picture it, But I can picture um, Charlotte's... Charlotte's in the art gallery. Yes, yes. And Miranda's like... In the street eating lunch or something. Like, do <laughs> you know what I mean? Do. And, um, yeah. I totally get the distinction you're making. Because when it's interviewing random people on the street, it kind of gives it this pseudo-documentary vibe. Yes. But when Carrie speaks to the camera, it's actually breaking the fourth yeah. wall. And those are two very different because things. Because the strangers could be talking to Carrie. Yeah. She's a journalist. And well, she... I don't know why it's a journalist. She, she's not a journalist. She writes a column about that her sex life. That was the totally slip of the tongue. She's not a journalist. <laughs> I guess she's reporting the facts on her own life. She writes an article. She writes a column and, you know, she there are several times when she's like, I need something to write about and she's trying to find a new story. So the strangers talking to the camera could be her talking to people to yeah. get like, but when, yeah, when Carrie does it, it's a different, she's talking to me. <laughs> to me yeah and i'm like no, i don't I- want to be talked to i just want to watch i'm a voyeur yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry that i exposed your your fetish on the podcast you did expose me well you like to expose yourself as well because you're also an exhibitionist that's true you don't often find someone who's both i'm a complex woman that's true i've always want? said that what do you want um always yeah huh ask me a question well 
Okay, I have many questions. Okay. So I'm going to jumble them about in my oversized top hat, and I'm going to pull out a little piece of paper. Okay. Why do you think that Carrie is not as reprehensible as a lot of people make her out to be? Because the worst thing she does is she cheats on Aiden with Big while Big is married and she's obviously with Aiden. And that is shitty behaviour. Like, but I'm not someone who's like, say if I had a friend and I knew she was cheating on her husband, I wouldn't write that friend off. I don't necessarily think it makes you this horrible person. I think people make mistakes and I think that power of attraction or love or whatever is a fucking powerful thing and yeah it's not like a fling they're not just fucking she's in love she's with in him. love with big big is her big <laughs> big is her big love and, wow um, i've never thought about it like that before <laughs> and he's a big part of her life yeah so i'm not someone who's gonna write carry off for that and then her other biggest misdeed kind of like yeah her sin is there's a Miranda thing and there's a Charlotte thing, the two big, two big things. Okay, let's relitigate these issues. Okay, so the Miranda thing is shitty. Okay, let me just tell you. So Miranda throws her neck out or something and she's just got out of the shower, so she's naked. And she calls Carrie and she's like, I can't move. I throw my neck out. Whatever, I need you to come and help me. And Carrie's <laughs> just like... Just one second. I don't think throwing your neck out is a thing. I think she throws her back out. If you throw, so it's her neck. She can't move her neck. I think if you throw your neck out, you're paralyzed. <laughs> like if your neck bones. Like... I know what you mean, but she is saying she can't move oh, her neck, okay. and then she has a neck brace on. But that could also be a spinal. Injury. I guess. But she's whatever. Okay. All right. Semantics. I like to she, diagnose the characters on shows. She's done something to her back or her neck, and she can't move, and she's like naked on the floor or whatever, and. She's saying to Carrie, come over, I need your help. And Carrie's like, well, actually, I have a meeting. And Miranda's like, come over, bye. And she puts the phone down. And Carrie, who A, has like an appointment or whatever, sends Aiden. She's with Aiden at this point. Sends Aiden to Miranda's house. Several things. Carrie doesn't know Miranda's fucking naked in the bathroom, unable to move. And also... What could Carrie have done? Like, Carrie would have got there and, yes, she would have been... It would have been a comforting thing to have your friend there, but she wasn't able to lift her off the ground. Really, Miranda needed to either call someone who could or she needed to get, like, an ambulance or something. So, what was shitty of Carrie is that she sent Aiden without telling Miranda and that she didn't accompany Aiden. Right. What would have been the right right thing to do was to arrive with Aiden and to say, I've brought Aiden with me so he can help us physically and I'm here for comfort. Then Miranda could have said, well, I'm naked, so I don't want his help. But what she did instead was just send Aiden with no notice or whatever. And That's then to make things worse, let me finish it first. <laughs> and then to make things worse... Carrie shows up later on after Miranda has like gone to the doctor or whatever and she's wearing a neck brace and she's like, I bought you bagels. And then she she persists to just talk about herself. You know, that kind of like rambling, obsessive, kind of narcissistic, like 
me, 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 she's in that. And then Miranda's like, this is fucking bullshit. You sent Aiden and I was naked, by the way, and now you give me shitty bagels. Like, yeah. So that's one of the other big things that she does that's like, people are like, oh, she's so selfish, she doesn't care. It was more like she was being thoughtless because she did think she was helping by sending Aiden. It's not like she just didn't do anything. So it was more thoughtless than anything. Yeah, it's it's nuanced. Yeah. I don't want to victim blame, and it's not Miranda's fault, but she doesn't tell Carrie what's happening. If Carrie knew the severity of this... I can't believe I'm talking about these characters like they're real people. They are real people. Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, they're still alive in New York City right now, just living out their lives. They are. One second. This makes for... <laughs> <laughs> what what a beautiful little sound that that made. That's quality ASMR content right go, there. Go ahead. Yeah, if, if Carrie had known what was actually happening, if she had known the, the graveness of the situation, no doubt she would have went. And if she hadn't, then she would really be a bad person. Yeah. But because... What's weird, I suppose, is that Miranda calls her and says, I need your help. And then... Carrie sends Aiden, but of all the things that Miranda could be dealing with, unless it's literally as simplistic as I can't screw in this shelf on the wall, I need a guy who has DIY experience. If she's going through some kind of emotional thing or whatever, what's Aiden going to do? Aiden doesn't really know her as a close friend. Yeah, He's not really a surrogate for a girlfriend who can let you cry on her shoulder she knows she's carrie knows she's hurt her neck or back she just doesn't know but she doesn't know she's immobile she on the bathroom floor yeah but i'm saying like what if she's calling to say i'm in a lot of pain and i need someone to come and comfort me aiden is not oh, yeah. a close friend of hers but that's that isn't what she did so i don't see what your point is <laughs> I don't understand hypotheticals. <laughs> oh, okay. Are you saying, like, if she did that, then that would be shitty? No, I don't understand. What are you saying? <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. Don't make me reiterate You don't it. need to say the whole thing again. Okay. What is your point? My point is that... I don't know why I was yelling. <laughs> Tell me your point, man. Put the knife down. <laughs> Put the knife down. I have so much to live for. I just started a blog. I have approached you with several knives recently. That's true. I was on the couch. <laughs> yesterday. And you were making yesterday. dinner. And you came over to me with a long bread knife, which isn't even pointed. So you'd have to saw my arm off. And then I came up to you with a different knife. With a butter knife, which is the worst murder weapon of I all time. I also came up to you with a spoon at one point. I'm just brandishing my cutlery. many tools. Okay. My point is this. Okay. Follow along as best you can. Don't say the whole thing again. Just okay. tell me the point. Miranda calls and says that she needs help. Yes. Because she's calling a close friend and saying she needs her help. Yeah. There's very few things that Aiden, who is her friend's boyfriend, who she doesn't really know that well, yeah. can help her with. Unless it's a very simple, practical thing. Okay. So when Carrie sends Aiden, that's also kind of a shitty thing. Because it's like... Well, I did something, but Aiden can't really help in most scenarios. 
I understand what you're saying. Okay. I said this. I think... Oh, so you said it all before me. No, what I'm saying And is... I said it in one sentence, where you, you just rambled on. <laughs> no, I said what should have been the thing is that Carrie and Aiden go. Because Aiden can help with the physical stuff. Because let's be... I'm not saying men are stronger. I'm saying Carrie is tiny and wouldn't be able to lift Miranda. Yeah. She, she arrives with Aiden and says... Assesses the situation and says, sees Miranda naked and says, oh, wait, Aiden, don't just fucking go in there. Talks to Miranda about what she wants to do. If she then decides she wants Aiden to, like, lift her up and help her and stuff, then that's good. But Carrie could be there for emotional support. But that isn't what she did. She just sent Aiden thinking, well, I can't help anyway. And that was thoughtless. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said think, all that in the beginning. I think we're on the same page now. Okay. So, the second biggest thing, and see, I don't necessarily see the Miranda Aiden thing as, like, that bad. Okay. I'm trying to think if it was, uh, I mean, it is, you know, bad in the thoughtless type of way. But you know that Carrie is not being shitty in doing it she's just she's not being malicious she's not thinking clearly and she also has an appointment so she's thinking to herself <laughs> that's not an excuse no but i mean do you know what i mean she's thinking miranda doesn't need me right she's thinking wrongly but she's thinking miranda doesn't really need me so i'm sending aiden um whereas the next thing is actually shitty like yeah so the next thing is <clears throat> When Aiden and Carrie break up for, for the final time, they were going to get married and he, they had like bought her apartment and the apartment next door and they were going to knock it through and make it one huge apartment. When they break up, he basically, he sends her like a letter and he's like, this is my, I illegally own this. You have to either buy it from me or vacate and he gives her 30 days she, of course, at this point, doesn't even have her book. She only has the column and has absolutely no money. And she's like, what am I going to do? And so the whole episode is like, how is she going to get this money? And she even goes to see Big. And she's like, you know money. You don't actually know what Big's job is, but you know he works in finance and that's why he's like rich. She's like, you know money, so tell me how I can get money, basically. <laughs> And he's like, what do you need? And he writes her a blank check, basically. And she's like sitting with the three other girls. And it's that whole thing that you see on like TV shows where each person offers to help. Miranda and Samantha are like, I can give you this much. And they're, and she's like, you can afford that? And they're like, yeah, well, I've got like half and I'll loan it to you. It's not a big deal. And it kind of goes around. Samantha says it. Miranda says it. And then they go to Charlotte and she's like looking away, like drinking. And it's clear that Carrie's like, why didn't you offer? Now, can, we just, can I just point out, out the... that when you did a gesture to represent drinking, <laughs> it looked like you were smoking a joint. So <laughs> I was holding a straw. Was she drinking from her vape? <laughs> was she drinking in that sweet vape nectar? <laughs> I was drinking from a straw. That's 17% THC. I was drinking from a paper straw. Oh, have you know? I'm not a big fan of these new paper straws. I don't like them either. I totally hot take. I am totally on board with the paper straws, but I don't like them. Anyway, 
Before I continue the thing, let's say for anyone who might not know or or doesn't know enough, the other three women are basically rich. (laughs) Miranda is like a high power lawyer who can afford her own apartment. Samantha has her own PR company and she is loaded. She's always buying like, you know, saying that Carrie is always buying really expensive We'll get into that later on. Charlotte comes from money. She works at an art gallery, so probably doesn't make as much as the other two. But she's she's like a wasp. She comes from money. And when she marries... Oh, yeah. And at this point in the show, she has married and divorced Trey. And he gave her the apartment they were living in, which they say at one point is worth like a million dollars or whatever. And... So, yeah, so Carrie's obviously, like, bent out of shape that Charlotte didn't offer. So later on in the episode, she, like, storms over to Charlotte's house and she's like, why didn't you offer me the money? And Charlotte is like, I knew you were going to say this. Like, I don't think that friends and money should mix. She's one of those where, she's one of those people that is, like, doesn't talk about money and won't, like, admit how much they make and stuff. She's one of those... She's like, my father always told me that it wasn't good to mix or whatever. It's vulgar to talk about money. Yeah. And she's like, it's me. Like, she's saying, uh, she gives like a story about her dad and someone. She's like, that's not me. This is me and you. And she's really mad about it. And then she notices that Charlotte is wearing her engagement ring from when she was married to Trey. And she's like, what are you doing? Like, why do you still have that? Et cetera, et cetera. So she's basically, like, yelling at her and saying, how could you not offer me the money? Like, selfish kind of thing. And in a way, that's, like, shitty. Can you imagine if your friend, like, did that to you, was basically, like, why didn't you offer to bail me out kind of thing? However. (laughs) That being said. I can't relate to Charlotte in that if I had all that money and my friend needed it like I would give it so it's difficult for me to be like Carrie's shitty for that what I think makes it shittier is that at the end of the episode Charlotte gives Carrie the ring and says like that's how you get the money so it on the surface seems like Carrie has like beaten her into submission kind of thing. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, it's almost like on the surface, people think, well, she has to do it and she's only doing it now because Carrie said something. But I think, I think it's a complex situation. I think her instinct was not to offer the money because that's how she was raised. But when her and Carrie are basically yelling at each other and they start crying, it's clear that like, their family and in the end she knows it's kind of the right thing to do and obviously the other side of it is that like some people are like well Carrie's just irresponsible she doesn't have like the same type of career as them it's not like stable she's always buying shoes and dresses that she can't afford how did she get herself into this mess but I think Carrie has the most unrealistic life in the show in that her job it's like a friend's moniker apartment situation her job wouldn't afford her this fucking apartment in a brownstone type of thing and there's 800 dollars 
Gucci shoes. Yeah, and all those shoes. I know that she uses a credit card to buy them, but this person would not be able to pay their credit yeah. card bill because they probably wouldn't even be able to pay their rent with just the... She says at some point that she gets like $3 a word or $4 a word. And doesn't she also say that she has a really good deal on the rent? Yeah, when she thinks that she's going to have to leave the apartment, she goes to look at other apartments and... They're all really shitty and small and they cost a lot. And she mentions that her rent controlled apartment is only like seven fifty. That just as an aside, that kind of reminds me <clears throat> the first apartment we lived in in London was we got quite a good deal on it, we realized. Because yeah. after a year of living there, and this is when I was in London for university, so I had to stay in London. The owners basically said, we're selling the apartment, so you have to leave. So then we went... After the first year. Yeah, we went apartment hunting, and we realised that we had got an insanely good deal on this first apartment. Even though the first apartment was still expensive, and more than double than what we were used to paying, it was still, not cheap, but it was like... It was a good deal. It was the lower end of, of what the apartments in that area cost. Yeah. So when we went apartment hunting, there was some fucking shit. Do you just so simple? <laughs> do you remember the one by Brick Lane? Yeah, where it we, looked out the when you looked out the window, it looked like a prison yard. <laughs> there was like wire fences yeah, and yeah, like yeah. tall walls all around it, and it just looked it looked so bleak and depressing and dreary yeah. and just. It would destroy your mental state living there because it literally <laughs> looks like you're in a in a prison cell. I think we were pretty good, and we have definitely said this on the podcast before. But we were pretty. I was pretty good at like narrowing shit down, yeah, so that we didn't have to go and visit twenty different apartments to know. And I will you give could... you full credit here. You basically took on the apartment hunting yeah. yourself, and you did a really good fucking job at it. I basically knew, I would know, I would just know, yeah. there's no point going to see this. But we were like sort of semi-desperate, and so I was like, let's go and see it just in case. So that shitty prison yard one was the only one we went to see before we went to see the one we landed on. Yeah. And... We got lucky twice in a row, basically. When we say we look, you look out and it's like a prison yard, you look out and it's like the roof of something, yeah. and that's what looks like the prison yard. And... The actual apartment itself, I remember for the most part, was fine, except, do you remember the bathroom? No. It was, like, not even a full cubicle. It was, like, a quarter of a cubicle with a shower, and the toilet was right there, (laughs) and the shower, like, went into the toilet. It was very small, and, like, this was clearly a cupboard. Right. And you have put a shower in there. That was, like... Do you also remember that the real estate agent was trying to pressure us into... He was like, so what do you guys think? And we were like, oh, you know. And he was like, well, I need to know by the end of today. So if you want it, you need to tell me. The only thing I remember from him is that even though we were the ones going to see it and he should have been selling us on it, he was basically trying to get us to persuade him to have it because we he thought we were students. And I was like, hang on. Yeah. This is like shit. <laughs> and you were trying to get us to sell you on us. Like, yeah. it was a very odd situation. But you were right. He was very like, but 
even still, I need to know by like. Yeah, he was he was really trying to rush us into a decision. Yeah, which is an insane thing to do when you have to sign. Mm. Um, and then you're on the hook. the The thing is, you quickly learn that London. Re- I mean, all real estate agents are a yeah. special breed of strange and often <laughs> unpleasant. But London real estate yeah. agents are on another level. They really are. They are. You have to be a special type of person to do that job. It, yeah, it's insane. We had some really weird, abrasive people that we had to deal with. Do you remember? Whenever we had to call up or our state agents, it, they made it seem like you were inconveniencing them. And it's like, this is your only job. This is what you get paid for. Yeah. You are the middleman, and I need this from you. Yeah. or Or you need this from me. And yet you're being a bitch about it. Like, you're you're being... I feel like a lot of the time I could not get in contact with them. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, where are you? Yeah. Because I, mean, I remember whenever we had to go to the offices, which was several times, they were just sitting there. Yeah. Yeah, it was very they, strange. They just always acted like they were mad you were asking for a minute of their time. Yeah. So... I don't know what this rent-controlled business is, but, yeah, she was all, I have a rent-controlled apartment kind of thing, and that's why she can afford it. But she did have the most unrealistic life, because I don't think her one column a week wages would have paid for even her apartment and, like, food and stuff. Especially because she says, she constantly says that she doesn't cook or eat in the house. She's always eating out or ordering in. And obviously you've got to think that, like, the other three probably pick up the check sometimes. Like, yeah. she, it still wouldn't be affordable. So she has the most unrealistic life out of the three. I'd say so. And then, as previously mentioned, and to bring it up, she is extremely silly with money in terms of, the expensive things she buys ad nauseum. Yeah. In it doesn't a, make any sense. She'll it, talk at the start of the episode, she'll talk about how she's struggling to yeah. like keep paying rent and blah, blah, blah. And then she'll be like, oh, to make myself better, I went to Prada and I bought this $700 dress. And like, I know it doesn't really make sense, but sometimes you just got to yeah. retail therapy, lol. Even though I just said she has the most unrealistic life out of the three, in a way that is realistic, because there are people that live like that, that just, I mean, and we are not like extremely responsible, we we are responsible, but we aren't like- (laughs) For any landlords that might be listening. (laughs) We aren't amazing with money. We don't like save money. We just use the money we have and then- But the difference is we don't like it- yeah, the difference is that she's constantly making huge... Yeah, but also my point is, whenever I say I buy something with my credit card, I only do it if I know I can pay it back. Yeah, some people use their credit card completely, in completely yeah. different ways. They use it like a magic wand where yeah. I'll just worry about it in like six months. Yeah. But that $700 for that whatever slinky dress that's going to accrue interest and six months from now you're gonna have to find a way to pay that and you couldn't pay for it today so you're just setting yourself up for disaster can we please unpack the fact (laughs) 
the fact that you said slinky dress. Yeah. Are you a 65-year-old <laughs> white man who, like, hates everyone but himself? I'm imagining a dress made out of slinkies. I mean, you are white, but... <laughs> it goes downstairs, alone or in pairs. Everyone, everyone knows a slinky. Oh, that was so Imagine cute. how comfortable a dress made out of springs would be. But I can totally... You know, whenever you see those photographs from runways and it's some outrageous new fashion yeah i can totally imagine some kind of garment made out of springs being the brainchild of some eccentric fashion designer yeah yeah she does kind of like what i was gonna say something else and my brain just did like a crazy yeah so she does let's take a second yeah, so she just, like, buy outrageous things and just is shit with her money. And then, of course, she get has, like, a book deal and stuff, so she clearly has, like, a different income, and she starts working for Vogue, so it could becomes more realistic as the show goes on. She also does, like, her all her serious boyfriends make more money than her. Right. Yeah. Well, she... That's something we'll get onto in a second. But I just want to say, that's why I can kind of understand why the second misdeed you brought up is actually quite egregious. Because, the money thing? Yeah. Because yeah. one, when she brings it up where they're, when they're eating or whatever, she does it in kind of a duplicitous way where she's just introducing the topic without actually asking for money, but she's expecting them to volunteer. Yeah. And that's kind of a shitty thing to put on your friends. But I feel, I feel like it's a really normal, realistic thing. But she doesn't like, ask for it. Yeah, she wants them to yeah. volunteer. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying it's like totally like okay and everything. I'm saying who, who, she doesn't take, she doesn't say yes to any of them. I know eventually she does take Charlotte's money, but. Which when, is worse because Charlotte yeah, was the, the one least interested in giving she her She has money. the most money though. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I don't know. When um, Miranda and Samantha offer, she doesn't take it. And she doesn't take Big's money either. Because... Then why even put your friends in that position? Because Samantha Samantha and Miranda argue that, like, taking Big's money would mean something else. Um, I don't know. I It's hard for me because I think I would probably do that if I was in a serious situation and I knew my friends were rich. It's desperate times. I think sure. maybe I would put it out there to see if it was possible they could help me. But at the same time, I understand that weird kind of like, I don't want to just come out and ask. I want to like feel the waters kind of thing. So I'm having money troubles yeah. and I'm not really sure where to get money from. <laughs> so is, uh, can there? Yeah. I know I'm probably making it all sound way better than it is. I think I am definitely biased. Well, listeners, you will learn over the course of this podcast that Samantha is a diehard, unabashed Carrie Bradshaw apologist. Yeah. I, yeah. The the problem is, though, you know that I do see her flaws because on this recent rewatch, I said to you several times, Carrie is fucking annoying. <laughs> I can't really think now of what she was annoying me on, but there are moments where she's just being totally, like, annoying and making silly decisions. But 
never am I like she's a fucking monster. Yeah. Like the the other thing I was gonna say is I totally in a sense get the hypocrisy of Charlotte being like, I don't think money and friends should mix. Well, it's easy to say that when you come from a wealthy got, family yeah. and money's never been an issue. Yeah. But at the same time, I will give her this benefit of the doubt. She is right, and it especially applies to Carrie wanting money, because if she loans Carrie money, knowing what she knows about Carrie, which is she doesn't have a high income, she has her own apartment, which she pays rent on, and... She spends money like there's no fucking tomorrow. Yeah. She knows that Carrie's probably not going to be able to repay that loan in a timely manner. And that's when you start to have problems. That's when fractures in friendships appear. Carrie says that she's going to pay her back. And I'm pretty sure she says something like, you know, they always say it in TV. She's like, I'm going to pay you back with interest or yeah. whatever. Why say that? She's I not know. a bank. Like, Because who's deciding the percentage of interest? Yeah. Are you going to sit down with her and a calculator and say... Is 3.4% annually okay? I now feel like I may have made that interest part up just it, it, because I've seen it yeah, so much. Yeah, people in do always say that. But yeah, she says she's going to pay it oh, back. Oh, talking of interest. I kind of have a story to tell if I can just cram it in here. Let me just say this last thing okay. first. She does say she's going to pay it back, and I'm pretty sure Charlotte reacts like, you, I know you will, as if it is like a business. They say that it's like a business agreement type of thing. I think what would have been really realistic is that, like, the season later or whatever, Carrie's, like, she goes over to Charlotte's to, like, give her part <laughs> of the money or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Slips her an envelope and says, don't open it until I'm gone. <laughs> Just so it's, like, at least yeah. semi-realistic of, like, I had to take on an extra writing job this month because I, I needed to pay Charlotte. Like, because it's never mentioned ever again. It is better to tie up that loose end, I it's agree. It's just for that episode. So. Okay. A couple of days ago, when I was in our city center in yeah. the shopping mall, as I was on the way home and I was walking towards the exit, I had my headphones as well, which makes it even more annoying that people are so audacious as to flag you down for this bullshit but this guy basically like walked <laughs> yeah. towards me as if he wanted to talk to me so and i usually just walk because i'm so living in london for three years you will get very used to scammers and people just yeah. trying to uh, they're either tr just straight up trying to scam money from you or they're trying to get you to do some charity it even thing. Had more in paris do yeah you remember? or they're trying to get you to sign up for insurance or whatever and oftentimes they're smart enough to not even hold a clipboard, which is usually the telltale giveaway. The funny thing is as well, in London, when one of those people with a clipboard are standing on the pavement, it's kind of like, you know how when there's a, a big rock in the middle of a river stream, the river bends around it on both sides. When one of those charity chuggers, as they're called here in yeah. England, are standing in the middle of a busy London pavement, people like arc around them yeah. like they're giving off radiation yeah. it's insane to see but anyway so this guy stops me and he has an american accent and he's like hey dude listen i, I only came up to you. you wait you can only tell the story if you do the american accent <laughs> well this is not an american accent so do it i'm just bitch. doing an accent hey <laughs> do it okay and now i feel pressured and he was like, 
I only come up to you because you look like my friend Craig from back in the US. And I don't usually do this, man. But like, just know that I give money to homeless people back where I'm from. And, you know, this thing type of thing doesn't usually happen to me. But I was just eating at that restaurant back up there. And he was actually pointing to a food court where there's like a Burger King and a fast food Mexican restaurant. And what did he then say? He was like, I left my credit card at home and I I couldn't pay the bill. And so I had to skip out on the check. And I really don't want these guys to think that I'm a bad dude. So like it was only it was only 20 pound and so if you if you could give me the money i i promise i promise and that's when he made insistent eye contact with me i promise when i get back to the states i'll give you my information and i i will pay you back with interest man i'm being serious this is for real and i was just like i just wanted to get away from him straight away i have no patience with scammers they piss me off so much. It also infuriates me. It's such a scumbag thing to do because I know one day they're going to stop some little old lady on a darkened street. And yeah. that, and then, and she's going to give him money just because she feels intimidated and unsafe. It's just such a shitty way. And I'm sure in their head they rationalize it as I'm just out there hustling. Like I'm just trying to make some money, blah, blah, blah. But you're just, you're being a shithead. And anyway, I, I was just like, I don't have any money, man. Sorry. And then I just walked away. Several things. I almost feel like I should have been like, let's go to the restaurant then. I've got my credit card. You know, just yeah. just show me the waiter and I'll I'll pay your bill, That's man. True. Waiter in Burger King. <laughs> you mean you don't so. get waited on in Burger King? I when so. I come in there, they give me the the white glove treatment. <laughs> Believe me. Do you went to Paris and we went to McDonald's and she was like, do you want table service? And they... They gave us like this weird credit card thing that. It was so they could tell what table you were yeah, setting up. Yeah, and then they came and gave us the. Yeah. I feel like that was very strange. Anyway, and several that, things from yeah. you telling me that stuff. What were you going to say? Well, I was gonna, also going to say while we were in Paris, this Canadian dude came up to us and, and said, yeah, and that's gave how, us. We told that story though, so. He fed us a similar line of bullshit yeah. for money. Um. Several things. What's with all these Americans and Canadians? Yeah. Trying to... Trying to get us. Trying to put their hand in your pocket. Several things when you're telling that story. You're not at all American accent. Well, (laughs) it was like 10% American. I've always said I can't do good accents. And so just give me a break, okay? But also, that whole time when you were saying it, you didn't make eye contact with me once. (laughs) I was too embarrassed and I was too ashamed. You were so into it though. Your nostrils were flaring and everything. What a weird thing to say. That yeah. was me taking breaths. I could see your teeth. Uh, okay. You said that with <laughs> such relish. Yeah. I did a visual dental inventory. Oh, your C6 is looking good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that you saying something about interest just brought that to mind. Yeah, that's weird. I don't. I don't like being approached. I just hate that people do it. I want to it. be unapproachable, but I'm I not. feel like I am. But then people do come up to me and try and scam you. I am really approachable. Yes, people you are. talk to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, Sex and the City. Well, the, what I was going to bring up earlier is 
when you when you reference the fact that all her boyfriends are as you said varying levels of rich yeah yeah, yeah. like aiden has his own furniture store his and, own co- properties yeah, as well he's making good money big is fabulously wealthy yeah but i think even richer than big is the russian yes of course because he fucking he's, he's like, like internationally yeah. rich He's like a oil baron of some sort. No, he's not. He's an artist. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, he's one <laughs> yeah, of those yeah, yeah. Russian oligarchs. But I don't know if she ever says this explicitly, but I really feel like she wouldn't have dated a poor person. She does. Oh, they do talk about that because, like... Which is Steve... a very shallow thing. To... Yeah, it is. When Miranda dates Steve, which is her kind of big love across the show... He is a bartender and they have a discussion about like how he doesn't have ambition. It's not like he wants to own his home. They they say like it's not like when, a, you know, a struggling actor waiters or whatever. He is just a bartender. Like Charlotte says it. I think she's like he's just a bartender. And I'm pretty sure Charlotte and Samantha both say that like they couldn't do that kind of thing. Maybe not Samantha, actually. Maybe just Charlotte. I can't remember. Um, but Carrie doesn't. I get that vibe from think, her, though. No, I'm trying to think of the people that she dated that weren't... Um, what about Ron Livingstone's character? Is he rich? Yeah, he's not... No, no, no. That's an issue, though. He is, I guess, the the maybe the most prominent person she dates that's not like Big Aiden or the Russian. <laughs> the- you know what I mean? Because Big Aiden and the Russian are the three serious ones sure. in that she was engaged and she lived right. with Aiden. Big is obviously end game, And the Russian, she moved to Paris to be with him. So, the- so now we've established he's the fourth most significant love interest in the show. Yeah, there was like a weird thing. He was also a writer and he had just, his first book had just come out. But he wasn't making bank on the book. Like he jokes about how like the book will be in the bargain bin and stuff. And it's kind of a theme that's like throughout their relationship that she, like she takes him to like Prada or whatever and she buys him a shirt. Oh, yeah. And he's all put out by it because it's like a fucking $300 shirt or whatever. And she paid for it with money from her book. Right. And he wasn't doing well. Like he wasn't going to get a second book deal. And so he was being all like fucking man baby about it. Like <laughs> he was, he That's was true. being all threatened by her yeah. like success and stuff. And yeah, he wasn't rich at all. He, his only thing was that he's had one book, but right. didn't make bank on it. And then, but isn't he, he is supposed to be a good writer though, right? Yeah. She reads his book and likes it. And like, you know, I'm assuming it was on, like, some kind of list, but I don't think it was... <laughs> on you know. some kind of list somewhere. I think the idea is that it did fine. Right. But it wasn't, you know... So, yeah, but she never says anything negative about a man kind of, like, not having a super kind of successful, rich career. But she is very... And she does date a few people that just don't have high-power careers. Yeah. If it, it's really only, I think, Charlotte 
and Miranda that have the biggest problems with that. Probably because Miranda is like all about being independent and um, needing to have like careers and yeah. like goal orientated things. And Charlotte wants the fantasy of like a rich Prince Charming type. Yeah. Whereas Samantha's a bit more like if the sex is good, who cares? Especially because Samantha, her big love across the show is a waiter who's like a struggling actor. I know she obviously like ends up being a huge part of why he becomes rich and famous. She molds him. Yeah, but he didn't, she didn't start out that right. way. And some might say that she did that because she couldn't stand to be with someone who was like a nobody. A str- yeah, but I don't necessarily think that's true. I just think that Carrie is very like profoundly materialistic and i think that would translate to her her romantic interests but her I don't proclivities think she, but i don't think she's materialistic in like a vapid way i i would say she is i don't think i don't so. know how you could be materialistic in a non-vapid way well she's overly obsessed with expensive things for the sake like she's never like let me let me ask you this. Does she ever at any point in the show point to her shoes and say, I got these in the clearance rack for $20? She does obviously get things on sale, but no. On sale for her is like $300 yeah. from Gucci or do Prada. You mean, or... Do you mean she's only buying them because they're expensive? She's not only buying them, but it's a prestige thing. It's like... I don't think it's... Pre- no, I think it's... No, I don't think that at all. I think she has expensive taste. That's kind of no, a polite term because for materialism. Because she's not buying them because they're like, they mean she's worth anything. She's buy- She has expensive taste in like shoes and clothes because she wants to look good and fashion is like a huge thing for her. Not, like she's always talking about how reading fashion magazines and there's one episode where she she does like a photo shoot and she walks the runway as like a non-model and she like looks up to like that type of thing she likes fashion it's not like oh i need this so people can see i have it it's not that i don't think i think you are inventing no i'm not i'm not because at heart she's like she's a writer she's an artist Maybe not an artist. Yeah, Let's I, not go too far. I mean, I'm glad Let's you said that. Let's not go too far. <laughs> but she's a writer. She's a creative yeah, type. Yeah, that's true. I don't think... I think then by almost default, she couldn't be what you're trying to say. That's that not is. true at all because... I don't think she's... Look, you haven't seen all the facets of her because you haven't seen it all. So I don't think wow. you can say that. Wow. 75% is not enough, apparently. No, There's some not. hidden depths well, of Carrie's character yet you, to be uncovered. Part of why that other podcast annoyed me is because I feel like they misunderstood things. Even though they were saying, like, I've watched it so many times. And I know, obviously, you can say, well, that's how I interpret it. That's how I come away from it. But I also think there are clear facts. And she never, she never once says things like, she never once displays the, that kind of, I have it just to say I can have it. 
But she does mention the brand names of things. She doesn't say, look at my shoes. She says, look at my Gucci shoes. Because she loves fashion. But you, Not because she okay. loves to just have Can you only things. get good fashion from expensive stores? No, of course not. Listen, Carrie, I will give you my fucking discount code for <laughs> ASOS.com. And you can get some $20 jeans. <laughs> and you can rock them at all the fancy New York nightclubs. But the, what you're missing is that they do go, she does go thrifting. So she does wear secondhand and like I cheap clothes. I don't remember this. Yes, yeah, so she goes thrifting several times. She also goes to like flea markets and stuff. Is this in some deleted scene that I no. haven't seen? Was this a dream you had one day? I dare you. Was this a fan fiction story you wrote? Obviously, by by and large, she is like fucking. I need my Gucci and my Manolos and whatever. But it's not to be like. It's not to say i only wear manolos and nothing else she obviously is snobby about certain things like when she has to wear miranda's shoes and they're like not her thing she's like put out by it she just brings her these like 80s white fucking stilettos that clearly are not from white stilettos they're like mom stilettos they're not like hooker stilettos what the fuck is mom stilettos (laughs) (laughs) What kind of upbringing I don't know. did you it's have? It's just very like eighties mom heel type of thing. Sure, not stilettos like six inches. I'm talking about like you don't get it. Baby it heels, work. kitten heels. I know words. No, not quite. I know terms. Not kitten heels. Kitten heels are really small. What's that? What's that brand where the bottom of the shoe is red? That's um, Louis Vuitton. I think. Isn't no, that? No, wait, wait, wait. Oh, that's what Louboutin, not Louis Vuitton. Right. Uh Silly. Are they two different brands? Christian Louboutin. Sure. And then Louis Vuitton is different. Oh, my God. They sound so similar. Yeah, that's why I got it confused in my head. Louboutins. Sure. Because isn't that like a big deal when she gets her a pair of those? No, it's... The main shoes that she likes are Manolo's. Manolo Blonics. Okay. <laughs> you can tell that this is not one of my favorite shows, <laughs> listeners. Yeah. I'm trying to... The thing is, I haven't seen it for years, Whereas you rewatch you, it often, yeah. You, well, you did watch some sh- some with me this time. Around. Yeah, I watched like a few episodes, but when when we actually watched it through, when you originally watched, this was it, yeah, years ago. It was ago. like 2012. So I'm trying to remember details about it. I was going to say, we we will obviously have to agree to disagree about whether she's into that whole conspicuous consumption. Look at how expensive my clothes are thing, but I will say this. Big mm. is always doing rich guy stuff. They never like meet at a dollar pizza store on the corner. It's always like I pick you up in my limousine when you're walking home in the rain, or we meet at this <laughs> exclusive fancy brand new nightclub opening, or etc. etc. Big takes it at one point. Big takes it to this like kind of like hidden away like. Um, Chinese place to eat and it's like a thing where she thinks he's taking her there because he wants to keep her a secret but it's really just because he loves the Chinese food and he actually at first he does seem like that go out all night only date models type of thing when she first meets him but as the show goes on you realize he just wants to stay in and that's a theme in the one of the movies where 
she just wants to eat out every night and still go to parties and club opening and stuff. And he's like, I'm exhausted. Can we just stay in kind of thing? And that's like an actual theme in one sure. of the movies. Let's get into big. Okay. I'm go- This is my thesis statement. <laughs> and we can extrapolate from here. Big is extremely creepy. Creepy? Yes. I've, oh, yeah, you said this. Well, yes. He's <laughs> very, very... There's something off about him that makes me think he's a serial killer. <laughs> when I was re-watching it this time, every now and then you would like... Because I watched a lot of it on the TV because it was DVDs. And um, you would be watching something with me and you'd just be like, he's so creepy. Yeah. I don't understand why you think that. I don't even get an ounce of that. I Wow. Okay. He talks to her like she's his daughter. He's no, he doesn't. And I don't mean in like a sexy daddy way. I mean in like <sighs> No, he doesn't. He's a just... condescending kind of like she's a kid. It's weird. I think I kind of see why you're how you're getting there okay. in a sense. He just tells her what he wants, basically. Like, he tells her the way it's going to be, almost. She doesn't necessarily have that many... Do you know what their relationship is in the beginning and even in the middle? She's always waiting for him to say how it's going to be. Right. She doesn't really have any of the power. He says when he's available... He says how quickly their relationship moves. He says whether they can live together or not, or she can have like a drawer in his apartment. He, you know what I mean? He dictates everything. So I kind of get how you may have got to that place. He's like a non-sexual dumb. No, I won't go that far. I feel like you're exaggerating. No, I'm not. When does she ever make... She has no agency in their relationship. Yeah, she doesn't at f- no, He turns at up when he turns up. She does eventually, but yeah, you're right. In that sense, he does like... But I feel... Just the way he talks to her, it's always like, listen, kiddo, I'm going to show you my yeah. vinyl records. He does talk to her like that. Uh, and it's like... <laughs> They're not together when that happens. Brother. It makes me feel like he... I know this is not the age difference, but the way they play it, She's like this doe-eyed, innocent, like being swept along, taken for a ride. And he's this kind of, he knows he has all the power in the relationship. So he's always kind of smirking either on his face or internally. And so it feels like he's this 60-year-old man and she's (laughs) this 18-year-old girl. It, It, and that's, it's so lopsided and kind of, I don't know, it's just, it feels deeply weird to me and they never really address it i kind of i there's parts of what you're saying where i kind of get why you're saying it right are you saying then that you think that there's an their age gap is like not cool no i'm saying it feels like there's a giant age gap even towards the middle and end no that's not yeah that's that's a good point to towards the the latter part of the show because they've gone through so much shit that they have a, a slightly different relationship. He's not able to kind of patronize her in the same way. 
I think the fact that they become friends eventually before they get together finally, that's what helps them become more equal. He also, through her publishing her book, he learns that he basically treated her like shit. And there's a whole episode where he's like, I I treated you like shit and I'm sorry kind of thing. Um, But yeah, I do think in the beginning it seems like he's old older. But I think that that's a little bit like that 90s because it's the 90s when it starts. It's a little bit of that like 90s kind of like everyone seems 10 years older than they are. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That... Like makes we, no sense, but it also makes a strangely profound sense. Yeah, it's not just like the way they act, but like the way they look and that kind of like 90s, the way everything is filmed and how everyone has their hair. It all makes them look older than they are. So when your first show, the show first starts, you already think Biggie's like 48, <laughs> but he can't be. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like on Friends where they're supposed to be like 25, but really they're already 32. Yeah. And it and it seems like a big And difference. isn't Phoebe the oldest of them in real life? Yeah. That's very strange to me. Yeah. She looks very young at the start of the show. Phoebe and... Um, when she has that wavy hair yeah. like down. Oh, I loved her original hair. I know. She's such a hippie in the beginning yep. and then they change her. They change. She's still like weird and wonderful, but like she's not quite... As hippie You changed, bro. Her hair is amazing in the beginning. It's yeah. so thick and curly and wavy, and I like it. She kind of seems... Tell me if I'm mistaken. Are we talking about Phoebe? Yeah. She, kind, she has this kind of spaced out vibe at the start of the show. Yeah. Where she almost could be microdosing psychedelics throughout <laughs> the day. She's kind of there, but not really. She's in her own head, and she's just constantly... She's dipping in and out of the conversation yeah. and giving them attention. In this. I like it. She's meeting out little tiny parts of her attention. Yeah, I feel like they change that over time. And then she becomes... She could just become kind of mean. Yeah. She's very mean. Yeah. Towards the end. <coughs> you hate Phoebe. I do. We've talked about this before. <laughs> I've made my case for why Phoebe is a loathsome figure towards the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just going to have to decide for yourself. I can't hold your hand and take you to the promised land of wisdom. you got to take the first step for yourself. And the first step is realizing that Phoebe doesn't like three out of the other five friends. Yeah. She doesn't like Chandler. There's like, she, doesn't, she hates Ross. There's hates like, Ross. Yeah, there's like too many, like, yeah, there's too many jokes to make it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I can't get my sentences out. <laughs> okay, let's go back to Sex in the City. Okay. Um, I think you find that's sex in the city. No, no. No, no. Do you <laughs> want to get kicked out? Because I say get kicked out. We were saying it actually does make sense that it's and the city. Yeah. right? Because it is sex, technically sex in the city. But because New York is its own character, yeah. it's like what are the two main focuses of the show? Sex and living in New York City and everything that entails. So, it gets my little tick of approval. I know that the show's creators have been waiting for that for the last 25 years. It's so cute. They finally got that validation, that attaboy. 
Where do we go from here? Okay, let's talk about there's a few few problems. Oh, there's some unwokeness in this show. There really is. Let's first talk about the bisexual episode. So Carrie dates a guy <clears throat> and he is bisexual. And the whole episode she for some reason can't comprehend that he was he'd be bisexual and starts acting the way some fucking heterosexual homophobes act about gay people. Yeah. That kind of like just because they like just because a person is gay, they must want to be with every person. They must fancy everyone. Because she all of a sudden is like, are you looking at that guy? Do you fancy that guy? And it's like, what are you talking <laughs> about? And she says things like, like uh, who's a better kisser, like a girl or a guy kind of thing. And then at one point they go to a party and like it's high school, they play spin the bottle. And... It's all like men kissing men and women kissing women and like, you know. And she's and and Alanis Morissette is inexplicably in this episode. <laughs> and I think there's a scene where it lands on her, so she's gotta kiss her. And then Carrie Isn't it ironic. Carrie like <laughs> Carrie like runs screaming from the party kind of thing. Sure. And it's just and the conversations she has with the other women about this. And where they like question whether bisexuality is a real thing and just that old fucking, those old shitty tropes of like. He's you know, just gay, but he can't admit it yet. And also, they're just, bisexuals are just greedy, pick a team kind of thing. And it's like, shut up. It's like a truly kind of like delete that episode. Yeah. Never show it ever again. Fucking get rid of it. <laughs> because there's nothing good about that episode. Yeah. It's just truly. It's not like she comes, it's not like she, through all this, even comes to her senses in the end and is like, this is silly. She runs screaming from the party and breaks up with the guy. Like, <laughs> there's nothing good that comes from this I episode. can't be with a bisexual. Yeah. She never, yeah, it's not like a long road to enlightenment. It's just, I tried to be with someone who's not like me and I didn't like it. Yeah. I don't think I can be with someone like that. Yeah. Hashtag buy erasure. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Buy erasure is real. Also, we totally need to have an episode discussion about the L word at some point. Well, I've never seen the show, so... Yes, but that might be good. It might be like, you know... Maybe you can show me key scenes from the show. Yeah, maybe. And I can give you my uneducated perspective. Because <laughs> I know that everyone's waiting for me to weigh in on this... <laughs> lesbian cultural touchstone <laughs> another other problematic um situations that word was like it was stretched in yeah. the middle what problematic yeah <laughs> it was like it was held but it was like you know molten glass where you hold it with pincers from each end and then you pull it and it droops down in the middle yeah sure like a, I play with a lot of molten glass. <laughs> Dangerous. I don't, I don't really know what to say. I um, always wondered how you lost that eye. <laughs> <laughs> they call you Patch Face Sammy. Patch Face? I thought it was just my eye. Well, you have to cover your whole face. I'm very confused. So, you've like... <laughs> you got an oversized <laughs> patch and then it just became a mask. What's hard to understand here? What is wrong with you? You were too embarrassed to go back to the store and say you cut this one too big. 
I'm not a cyclops. Okay, go I've, on. You've lost me. You've totally lost me. I've bamboozled you. You have bamboozled me. <laughs> I've bamboozled you. You did that what I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a loop. We're stuck in a loop. Um, oh, yeah. So some of the other shit that needs to just be deleted is Samantha's always calling. Um, just type your mind on it. I love you. I think you're very I pretty love and you. delicious. Thank you, baby. I think you are too. Yeah, so there's situations where Samantha is always like saying the word tranny and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a whole episode where there are... Oh, where she's yelling at the prostitutes out of her window. Yeah. That episode is not... It's not even just problematic. It's just insane. It is insane. It's thematically and tonally completely it doesn't fit in the show no. it feels like something from a low-grade shitty yeah, sitcom it's really bad and yeah there's some things i want to read let me just get <laughs> them up okay use this silence to reflect upon your own life listener you know what's kind of creepy what's that <laughs> I just open Instagram because that's where the thing is that I want to read. And I have like a million likes on like a million different of my pictures from the same person. Sure. And, you know, don't have to tell you who who it might be. Um, <laughs> that's, that's You know so... what I mean? When it's just like a creepy guy who like likes right. all your pictures and then I, I... sends you a message <laughs> being like, fucking... I love when you show me those messages because yeah. they're always so grammatically interesting it's always like hey babe you you interested in love (laughs) what's crazy is that most of the messages are just hi like who is gonna respond like maybe if i mean i wouldn't anyway because i'm single on because i'm single wow freudian (laughs) slip much pass me your phone i'm checking for tinder because i'm not single but I feel like if you wanted a person to respond to you, maybe try more than hi. Well, it's also... You You're get messages... so beautiful and it's like spelled wrong. <laughs> you also get messages where it's like, hi, I follow a lot of BBWs and you got sexy body. Message me back. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <sighs> oh, look at this cute pushing spring thing. Aww. Oh, it's so cute. Anyway, okay. Eagle-eyed so- viewers... My, this is a, a, yet another reason to check out Samantha's YouTube channel. On her most recent video, her second video, you may be able to spy. It's a little bit like Where's Waldo, but there is a pusheen plushie somewhere in the frame. Maybe with its head chopped off. Yeah, because she committed a crime against the Empire. Yeah. And we put her in the guillotine. She was treasonous and off goes her head. Okay, have you found this thing yet? I'm looking for it. Oh, okay. Yeah, the yeah, suspense yeah. is killing me. It's thinning my bone marrow. I. Oh. Yeah. I would give you my bone marrow if you needed it. I think we have to be compatible. Obviously, if we were compatible. I don't just mean take my fucking incompatible <laughs> fucking bone marrow and just you shove it in anyway. You just give it to me in a Tupperware box. I extracted it myself. See, you're doing the thing that Charlotte did. I, I think there's no comparison between me and Charlotte, so please tell me how you we are alike. You didn't say it back. 
I didn't. Oh. You didn't offer me your boomerang. Because I don't want to give it to you. Well, then get out. Now that I've found. What's the point of this relationship? If I can't if harvest you, you for give body you parts. Me, if you won't give you me, if you won't give me your boomerang. Well. Silence, I see. That's something. I see that's how it's going to be. <laughs> that's something you're going to have to ponder and ruminate on. Okay, have you found this? I can't believe you still haven't offered me your <sighs> bone marrow. Gosh, you can have my fucking bone marrow. I don't want it. <laughs> I want you to want to give it to me. I want, that is exactly <laughs> As you're like what dying on the couch. Okay, so there's this thing on online. I don't know if it's like everywhere, but like I've it's on Instagram basically. Where it's like hashtag woke Charlotte. And it's taking scenes from the show and then having Charlotte respond the way she should have responded or the way she would respond to today. So the scene, it's the episode where that I just mentioned where Samantha keeps saying the word tranny about these people outside her window. And this is the quote, I am paying a fortune to live in a neighbourhood that's trendy by day and tranny by night. What the fuck? You could just imagine the writer putting that down in the script and giggling to themselves. And I want to hit you over the head with a a very small but very hard bat. And then Charlotte responds, the correct term is trans and trans sex workers deserve respect. After all, they're not the ones who are gentrifying the neighbourhood. Please check your cisgender privilege, Samantha. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And just because I'm here, I'm going to read you some more. Please do. When Miranda helps Aiden pick an engagement ring for Carrie... She she picks her like Carrie says it's like an ugly ring and it's like a gold band and that's like tacky or whatever. And Miranda says, but you always wear gold. And then Carrie says, yeah, like ghetto gold for fun. And so in this hashtag woke Charlotte, Charlotte responds by saying, that statement is deeply classist and displays a complete lack of awareness of your privilege as a white woman. <laughs> I love it. Sure. Oh God, there's some real shockers. When Charlotte and Trey are trying to have a baby and Charlotte talks about adopting and like maybe having a Chinese baby, Trey's mom says to her, I don't enjoy Mandarin food and I don't enjoy a Mandarin child. Which, first of all, is an insane thing to say regardless of what the actual specific is. I mean, what is wrong with this woman? It's shocking. And then Woke Charlotte says, and I don't enjoy white supremacy, especially when it comes from within my own family. With all due respect, fuck off, Bunny. Because that's her (laughs) name. (laughs) Oh, God, that's such a white, old, rich lady name. Yeah. Oh, gosh, living in the fucking Hamptons. It's like a fucking... Oh, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. There's some shocking. here's Here's one from the bisexual episode. Carrie says, I'm not even sure that bisexuality exists. I think it's just a layover on the way to gay town. (laughs) (laughs) I will admit that's kind of funny. (laughs) And then Charlotte says, in Woke Charlotteville, bisexuality is a real sexual orientation. It's not just a phase. And as a sex columnist, you have a responsibility to educate yourself on queer issues. Uh, I mean, that is actually kind of true. That's a good one. That's a good one. Does Carrie have any bisexual moments? Um, I don't think Carrie does. Uh, Miranda has a situation where 
She's trying to get into the good graces of her boss. Oh, okay. Let's talk about this. Because okay. this is an insane moment. Are you talking about when he's okay. So I love how you all Yeah. She's trying to get into the <laughs> she's trying to get into the good graces of her boss. And she, her someone else at her work sets her up on a date. And when the date arrives, it's a woman. And Miranda goes over to the man and she's like, I'm not gay. And he's like, oh, shit. I guess the implication is that he thinks she's gay because of, like, her haircut and how she dresses. Because in the beginning, Miranda wears, like, cool, like, pantsuits and, like, the way she dresses is very different to how she dresses later on. And... And I'm going to pick it up from here. Okay. Because it was my point to make. Yeah, go on. And then she basically goes with it because her boss likes the idea that he can invite another couple over for dinner. So she ropes in this poor, unsuspecting woman. Oh, yeah. They go to dinner together, and then he she admits to her boss that she's not a lesbian, and she just wanted to get in his good graces for, you know, career opportunities. And then the boss is strangely like, I admire your yeah. pluck and your moxie, young lady. Yeah. And then while she's riding the elevator down with, with the, the woman, woman, she kisses her, and then she says nope definitely straight yep so she kissed this woman without her consent which is one thing which she is, does yeah she just kisses yeah, her with which no is just kind of a, a pretty shitty thing to do yeah. regardless of Especially the gender after you've basically told this woman you're straight yeah and it's like not gonna so happen. she kisses her to test whether she might be slightly bisexual or a lesbian and then she says, nope, definitely not. Yeah, quite After like kissing insult. you, I would yeah. never want to be with a woman. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. And then Samantha has a relationship with the woman, yeah. Maria, at one point. And at first it's like fine, but then it's not necessarily that Samantha realizes she's not bisexual or whatever. It's more like she's not a relationship person. And I think that it's it's kind of like... 60 40 or like 70 30 on why they break up part of it's because it's a relationship and part of it's because i think samantha misses dick which is what she <laughs> what she says sure um and then charlotte i've got a thing here she like after having bad experiences with men she meets a group of lesbians at the art gallery oh yeah and she starts hanging out with them and like dressing like them and stuff and they invite her to a party and basically say they want to invite her on this like annual trip that they all go on and they ask her if she's the kind of like queen bee of this group or whatever comes up to her and she's like well, let me just ask you one thing. Are you gay? And Charlotte is like, no, but I do like really like hanging out with you and all this. And I feel our beliefs are the same or some crap. <laughs> and um, and the woman is like, if you don't lick pussy or something like that, then you're not gay. And woke Charlotte, this is what it says. Oh, are gosh. you gay? Charlotte. I am a cisgender heterosexual ally and I am actively using my privilege to advocate for the rights of my LGBTQIA brothers, sisters and non-binary individuals. <laughs> I like it. Sure. Can you imagine if like that had been the show? That would have been so good. Sure. So good. 
I just want to see if there's any more. You want to see if there's because, any other choice? Because this is fun. Yeah. Got it. It is shocking to think about all the insanely unprogressive things yeah. that they all say, even for the time. Even for the but time. But now, I mean, some of them have aged like milk. Yeah, really terribly. Um, and the thing is, you can say like at the time back then it was like accepted, but there would think some of these things that happened in the show, I was like, what the fuck? Even back then, maybe not on my first watch at 13, but definitely like on my second watch, you know, for instance, the bisexual, maybe because I am bisexual, I was re- like upset. You're I was incensed. like, I was like, does that mean like at my young age, I was probably a bit more like, does does is everyone think it just added to the yeah. kind of is my sexuality a laughing stock yeah not not only is it scary but it was also being made fun of to not be a real thing but yeah so there's another one later on in this show so it's not like by the towards the end of the show they wised up and changed this is the last season so in the 2000s so you haven't even got like the 90s to fall back on when Samantha has breast cancer and she loses her hair, she starts wearing wigs and one of the wigs she wears is an afro and she even has like an afro comb that she carries around. And so woke, this is the woke Charlotte thing. Samantha says, wait a minute, sister's got to get ready. And Charlotte says, cultural appropriation is a form of colonialism that robs marginalized communities of the creative capital please refrain from wearing racially insensitive chemotherapy wigs in the future i i have a lot of issues with that okay but i feel like we've talked about our stances on cultural appropriation i feel like we need to have another discussion on cultural appropriation at some point because i feel like I am better equipped to more intelligently say how I really feel okay. about it. Look forward to that in the future. Yeah. Um, now that we're freed from the yoke of having to talk about things we've read, we can just talk about whatever we, we want. We can talk about whatever we want. It can, we can basically talk about nothing for a whole episode. Yeah, we can. I can just talk about how pretty your eyes are. Oh, and, and I how... can talk about how big your dick is. Okay. Go on. It's the size of this. She's holding up a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We, okay. There's going to be a lot of rambling, and that's why we called it what we did. Yep. We want to let you know what you're in for. I like the new name. We don't want any buyer's remorse when you pay zero dollars for our fucking podcast, you ungrateful piece of shit. This took a turn. It took a turn for I don't that. think you're going to be on the podcast next time. <laughs> you keep threatening to exclude me. Yeah. There's not really that many other good woke ones that I sure. can see. Um, oh, so a big one that we missed, that I missed. There's a whole episode where the plot is that Samantha dates a black man. As if it's like this... <laughs> As if he's like an object. And yeah. it's, it's just really, really bad. The whole episode is pretty terrible. But Samantha also does some questionable things. In the end as well, she like fights a black woman. Like it's hmm. pretty bad. Interesting. Here's a woke Charlotte one. So what does Samantha say? She says something and then says... 
to Charlotte, that wasn't black talk, that was sex talk. Hmm. And then Charlotte says, woke Charlotte says, it's actually African-American vernacular English. When white or non-black people of colour emulate it, it's not cool, it's racist. Please refrain from using culturally insensitive language in the future. And that's just like a snippet of like the the terrible things that Samantha says in that episode. Yeah, because that episode is like when they get together at some whatever restaurant and have their girl talk it's very much like god what are you how are you going to handle dating a black dude like it's like this crazy alien experience yeah yeah it's just wild it's just wild that there's a whole episode like that so let's talk about the movies oh let's (laughs) the second movie is horse shit (laughs) i don't know why for the fucking life of me they chose to like do some kind of weird oceans fucking you know the ocean movies or those types of movies where they do a different location every time yeah i don't know why they felt the need to do that for sex in the city it's called sex in the city you've constantly beat us over the head with the fact that new york is the fifth character why would you do a movie where they're not in new york if i had to speculate you know how sometimes a film will randomly be set in canada and then you find out it's because of the tax breaks. Yeah, they got some giant tax rebate. I I have a feeling that they may have got a financial incentive. I remember them saying something about. I remember definitely reading something about how for the second movie they were gonna consciously be aware, like be realistic about the fact that there was like a depression, you know, because there was right. That was when it kind of came out. And then they go to Abu Dhabi where, and it's like lavish and like they stay in like the richest hotel and stuff. And it just doesn't make, I just don't know why they did it. I obviously have no problem with like seeing a movie in Abu Dhabi, but why did they do that for Sex and the City? Like, it's insane. Isn't the reasoning for them going also pretty flimsy? It is flimsy. Samantha has a, a PR opportunity and they're like, I want to take you to Abu Dhabi, basically. That, And then it's also sort of tenuously linked to Smith as well. The connection is something to do with Smith. He's filming a movie. And they're not together anymore, but it's right. a, a way for him to be in the movie. Cause <clears throat> he is a handsome dude. He is. He's eye candy. He is eye candy, but he's only in it for like a minute. He's got one of those faces, and especially like Jaws, where he looks like a cartoon version of either... A surfer or an action hero? Yeah, he because at one point he has sufa. He, he sufa. has a souffle on his head. <laughs> wow, uh, well, <laughs> that's some uh, futuristic cooking. Yeah, one. <laughs> that's fine dining on the dome. Oh, could just eat like a a, a chocolate, chocolate lava cake. <sighs> oh gosh! Yeah, I'm so hungry. Um. Yeah, so he, he, for the most part, he has, like, surfer hair. Like, all that Kurt Cobain, like, draggly, like, blonde Draggly? Hair. <laughs> Did you just make up a word? Straggly, I think is what I meant. I don't know what's happening to me. Sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, their reason for going is, like... <laughs> Do you remember you showed me? There's that mural where it's, like, R.I.P. Kurt Cobain. Oh, yeah, and it's David Spade. And it's David Spade. It doesn't say R.I.P. Kurt Cobain. That's what I thought yeah. it said, but then it says something Oh, else. I thought it's, like, a memorial, right? It is. To, it says something about Kurt yeah. Cobain, and then it's David Spade. And then we also saw that thing where 
it was claiming to be a video of Kurt Cobain and it was Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. Oh my god. La 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 <laughs> honestly that's the only way i want to go it's out it's the only way to go honestly yep yeah so it, the second movie uh, it's just i feel like miranda and charlotte and samantha really have no storyline it's really all about um carrie fucking up her marriage to big what storyline does samantha have Oh, Samantha's main thing is that she's, like, taking, like, vitamins and, like, <laughs> trying to, like, be aging. Sure. And then she probably has the least storyline. And then Charlotte is having trouble with, she has two kids now and she's finding it way harder with two kids and not coping very well, which is a very valid storyline. I don't know why they didn't like flesh that out very much more. And obviously Miranda's is. That says a lot, doesn't it? If you can't remember it, it can't have been that good. Oh, Miranda's is that she works too much and she ends up quitting her job and working somewhere else. And she decides that when she's on holiday. Yeah. What? The, the story, it really was just all about Carrie, yeah. to be honest. And that's fine for, like, episodes, but for a whole movie, yeah. instead of all this Abu Dhabi bullshit, just have a storyline for everyone. I like the first movie. I really like the first movie. That sequence where... Carrie is running across the city on New Year's Eve to be with Miranda and the old Lang Syne is playing. It's so nice and, like, special. And obviously, like, her and Big breaking up sort of yet again was a little bit eye-roll-worthy. But at the same time, that was a big part of the show, her and Big breaking up and getting back together. And I think they did it well. I think they did it well. And her being totally depressed and, like, really just devastated and torn apart and not sort of pulling herself up by her bootstraps and getting on with it straight away, I felt was more realistic than they sometimes are. And I like that. Because whenever something tragic happens in a show and then the characters are, like, at work again the next day, it always... I know that does happen and people sometimes are like that, but I like to see it when it's kind of more realistic and that kind of I can't get out of bed type of thing because I relate to that more. <laughs> Talking of tragic scenes. You just let me talk and talk and talk. You've got to like say interject because I will just go on and on and on. I don't think my problem is that I don't interject enough. You know what I mean? Generally speaking. I do. But mm. I, I love how you're like, we have to stop everything because I'm drinking from my little baby bottle. It's not a baby. <laughs> it's not a baby. Come on, volume. drink your formula. 
How dare you? You've got to get those vitamins and minerals in you. Breast is best, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I've always said that, even in adulthood. And if you couldn't tell that was a joke, then sure. it was a joke. Your brain is still forming and your skull <laughs> hasn't fused yet. Make sure you don't press on it because it'll stay like that's that. Hor- that's That's absolutely horrific. I wasn't talking about real babies. I meant if I had a baby head. Oh, because I was just thinking, like, if you accidentally pressed a baby's head, would they have a I dent? I don't know if it works Forever? Like I don't want You're to so be cute. a dent head. You're so cute. I am cute. I love you very much. I love you too. But let's get back on track. But. <laughs> it's never good when you say but I love after- you, but. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, is, what is left to say about sex in this I've city? got things to say. Say them. I, I feel like I'm being berated. Give me the information. One of the... Because the show is quite light, although it does have serious topics sometimes. Like, I felt like they did Samantha's cancer storyline quite well. Wait, I know you've got a lot to say. Uh, but I also want to say a, a scene which was very surprising and very shocking is when, I forget who, one of them's at a party and a woman falls out the window. Oh, yeah. They do it in a very realistic way yeah. where it's very arresting and you just it hits you full force and you're like oh my god she just died yeah it is it's It's sad and that episode is sad not to gloss over this woman's death well she's not a real person so don't worry about it when miranda and carrie are fighting over the fact that carrie's going to move to paris and miranda doesn't want her to go and they're standing in the snow after the funeral and carrie basically yells at her i can't stay here for you and it, oh, it's making, I'm getting like the goosebumps. It's making my, like, tugging at my heartstrings. And it's really fucking yeah. just, there's a, I think it's season five where it's a mini season because Sarah Jessica Parker is pregnant. And so they do like an eight episode season where right. usually they're like, I think the seasons go from like, 13 to 18 episodes depending on what season it wasn't like consistent throughout the sure but season five is their shortest season and it's pretty bleak there's no kind of like beginning middle and end it's just some shit happens and the season ends with no closure really and it is pretty bleak in that they're all in like a weird place and I remember there were, like, art- articles about why season five was so bleak. I remember. It was really strange. So they do do some stuff that's, like, I, it definitely is, like, a light show where there's a lot of funny stuff. And some things they don't necessarily handle in a devastating way. But there are some, some moments that really f- fuck me up, like, that really make me sob. Um, and I'm, of course, going to get into them. Okay. <laughs> One of them That's that always get I have this thing. I know we've talked before about how I basically have like cry porn <laughs> when I watch certain things because I know they're going to make me cry and I, I find it really cathartic. When I'm re-watching a show, I definitely look forward to those moments. I'm like, I can't wait till that big thing happens. The climax. Whatever. Yeah. The money shot. Yeah. And one of the ones that really gets me, really makes me cry, is when Miranda's mom dies. And she goes to get, like, she's in, like, 
Pennsylvania or wherever. And she goes shopping for a black dress and she she's in the dressing room and she's trying on a new bra and a woman comes a woman who works there comes in and she's like, This is the wrong size. And Miranda's like, I've been dressing myself for like thirty years. I know what bra size I am. And the woman like fiddles with the straps and she's like, Stop touching me kind of thing. And the woman's like, I'm not trying to get fresh. <laughs> That's what she says. Oh, gosh. She's like, I'm just trying to help you. And then Miranda starts crying and she's like, blah, 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 you know. And she's sobbing and it really fucking gets me. And basically from then, I'm just crying. Well, not even from then, a bit before, but I'm just crying the whole episode. And then what really fucks me up is when at the funeral... <gasps> I'm going to cry just thinking about it. Don't make fun. The fluttery breath. I can seriously feel it, like, in my throat. Miranda's, they're walking. It's at the end of the funeral, and they're all walking out the church, but the family are, like, walking down the aisle first. And Miranda's walking on her own because it's made a big thing. Her family make a big thing over the fact that she's single and they're alone, which is just ridiculous. And she's walking down the aisle on her own, and she, like, stumbles because she's, like, sobbing. And Carrie, it's really going to make me cry. Oh, my God. And Carrie walks out into the aisle and takes her and they walk together. And then they look up and they see that Steve and Aiden have come unexpectedly. And it's like... <sighs> and Carrie's doing a voiceover and she's like, and then there are the people that show up unexpectedly. And it just, and it shows you Steve and it shows you Aiden. And it's just so... <laughs> gets me sure so yeah that's one and then they do they do others that's really devastating as well speaking of the cancer thing i do think they did it well in that you know it's not like once you know she doesn't have cancer anymore they never address it again i like how they they there were facets to it like how she loses her sex drive and you know, stuff like that. So I do think they did it well in that it didn't just go away. But when you have watched, like, drama shows where they really fucking give it to you yeah. realistically, it's hard to be like, yeah, they did it realistically. Well, they did it as well as you can on a light-hearted show about yeah. sex. Yeah, but Sex and City is not as light as you think, I don't think. No, but I'm just saying it's not the type of show where they're going to show her puking on the bathroom floor after yeah. chemo. Yeah, they don't it's really do It's not that type that. of show. Yeah. They don't show that type of thing about any subject, so... No. Yeah. But talking about dark and depressing and fucked up, I have heard through the vine grape... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> My brain just reversed... I have heard through the grape vine. I'm losing the ability. The grape to split. Don't. This is horrible. Yeah, I've heard through the the. What is happening? What is happening to me? What is happening? I've heard through the grapevine. Haha! I did it. And I think the grapevine was you in this case. That the third movie. Just say. When you told me. <laughs> Jesus, it took us a long time. I like circumlocution, okay? I've heard that the third movie was going to be about Big's death. <gasps> oh, yeah. Spoilers, spoilers, even though it's not happening. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers for the oh, But third I've already movie. said it. I've already said it. You well... Can't, you can't retroactive spoiler tag. Okay, so all, anyone who, like, is, you know, 
interested in Sex and the City would probably have heard that there was going to be a third movie. This is all kind of came out like the end of last year. And now that the third movie is definitely not happening because Kim Cattrall doesn't want to do it. And we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that beef. That juicy Kobe beef. Yeah. So they, I guess one of the creators or one of the writers went on a podcast and basically spilled all the secrets. And part, this was what we know. This is what we know. (laughs) Okay. The main story was going to be the big dies. He has a heart attack or whatever. And so it was going to be about Carrie grieving and like her friends helping her through it. First of all, I don't want to watch something final like that. After all the stuff that Carrie and Big went through, it's what? It's only like 10 years later. I don't want to watch anything where then Big dies. However, if it did happen, I would watch it. Of course you would. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, But yeah, so I'm not really down with that storyline. And then other things I've heard is that there was going to be like a storyline where Miranda's son, who would be like 14 now or, yeah, quite young still, was going to be, I guess, texting Samantha or sending nudes to Samantha or something like that. I don't know. Weird, weird storyline. Yeah. Okay. So. That's kind of a strange juxtaposition to have in a film. One part grieving over your husband's death. Yeah. One part horny teen wants MILF loving. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. It doesn't really sound that great, to be honest. Let's get into the behind the scenes. Yeah, there's nothing, There's not that much concrete stuff. It's always been rumoured that Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall don't like each other. And it was always rumoured that Kim Kim Cattrall is like a problem in that she like always wants more money and wants a bigger ro- a bigger role in terms of Sarah Jessica Parker is an executive producer but the others aren't. But I'm always skeptical of that whole one of the women is being a bitch because it's such an easy thing for the media to latch onto and make a big deal out of when oftentimes it's not the case. It's just the rumour mill. Yeah. So I don't really want to, like, add flames to that fire. But then more recently... More recently... Also, by the way, that's not the phrase. What? (laughs) It's add fuel to the fire. What did I say? You were going to add flames to the fire. (laughs) What kind of pyromaniac flame demon are you? I meant fuel... (laughs) I just imagined fire shooting out of your fingertips. I just misspoke, okay? Still. Yeah. Yes. There was comedy to be mined in that misspeaking. So I guess the beef was the recent sort of beef that there are facts about that I will only speak on facts. Sure. Is that it was announced that a third movie was kind of in production and then shortly after, Kim Cattrall did, like, an interview with Piers Morgan, of all people. Oh, gosh. And said that she wasn't doing a third movie. And she said that she had never said she would do a third movie. 
and gave her reasons why. She's 60 now. She's in a different phase in her life. She doesn't want to do it. She's doing the fiatra. Yeah. She's also in a couple of new TV shows, actually. And yeah, so that was it. And then there was stuff in the media that I don't know whether it's true or not, that it's like, that's a lie. She had gone to meetings and was going to do it. She was totally on board. And then I don't know why she backed out. That's what the media said. And then the guy who plays Stanford, he tweeted saying, he never like said, oh, Kim Cattrall, but he was clearly talking about her. He was like, don't lie and say that you said no. You came to meetings and you were on board. There wouldn't have been meetings in the first place if you'd have said no and stuff like that. Basically calling her out and saying she was a liar. And then that was the end of that, really. Didn't he also say Sarah Jessica Parker is a sweetheart? Oh, you're talking about Smith. Yeah, sure. (laughs) So I guess the actor who played Smith was asked about the beef between Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker. And his response was something like, I can't say anything about that, but all I will say is that Sarah Jessica Parker is nice or a sweetheart or something. Implying that right, yeah. she's not the problem. But I don't like that. So I don't know. I don't like, I don't I know what's, you I know. It. Yeah. And then a few things have happened since then, but yeah. So who knows? Who knows? When, when Sarah Jessica Parker is asked about it, she says that there is no cat fight. That's her words. Um, but I think Kim Cattrall sees it differently. Tell so us I, about the feud, SJP. Yeah. I don't really like to f- think of there being a feud. Yeah. Because it makes me sad. It, it's horrible when you hear that behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And it makes you view the TV show or the movie differently. Yeah. Because so you know that these two people secretly hated each other, even when they're hugging on screen. Yeah. It's weird as well because it would be so weird and shit to have to work with people that you don't like. Imagine what it's like as soon as they yell cut. It's just cold. and Just glaring daggers at each other. But I think from what Kim Kajal said in that interview with Piers Morgan is that she viewed it more as a job and they saw each other, the rest saw each other as like family. And and that... You know, she goes on to say that she was older than all of them and they have, they all have kids and she doesn't and she's just a different person. So, you know, I can see how people view those things differently, you know. Sure. So, yeah. What else do we have to say about the show itself? This is, let me say this. For a show that is heralded as like one of the first shows that did sex in kind of a interesting, smart... In an explicit way. Yeah. It, like, it did it in a, in a more... I don't know what the word... Like, kind of more mature in that it was okay to poke fun at it, but it was also okay to do it sometimes serious. Mm. Watching it back, the sex scenes kind of suck. Yeah. I don't think this, I th- I think it's because it's one of those things where at the time it was explicit but now it's not and that's why you can't really view it that way from now. Yeah. 
trying to remember how it was when I was that 13-year-old girl in a bedroom watching it, I... Let's not even... Yeah. <laughs> let's not tease any more details out of that. What is wrong with you? You're such a boy. Oh, um, you're right. No one else would read into that. No one didn't masturbate to Sex in the City. Don't tell a lie to our listeners. <laughs> I'm strapping I, up a polygraph to her arm. I'm pretty sure I didn't. Like, there wasn't really... Like you're saying about the sex, it wasn't that those type of sex scenes. I think... Yeah. That, talking about how, how light the show can be... Samantha's sex scenes were often just absurd. <laughs> yeah. They were they were laughable. Yeah. And they were that light on purpose. They were over the top. She'll be doing cowgirl and it looks like she's having a seizure. Yeah, and there's that one scene where she's like almost like kind of like doing like opera. She's like, "Oh." Sure. And she's coming. And um that does happen sometimes. It does. Let yeah. me tell you. Of course. Yeah, there's sex scenes and Carrie doesn't have actual sex scenes really. There isn't there's really just the before and after of right. a sex scene with Carrie. And she's also the only one who didn't show her breasts. Not that that matters. I don't know why I said that. But that limits what kind of sex scenes you can do. Yeah. She was often just in a bra though. But most people don't have sex in a bra. Well, you don't know that. You're not most people. That, actually, that's a fair point. Oh, yeah. But there were like explicit sex scenes with Miranda yeah. and Charlotte, where there was actual like during sex, sex is happening right now when you're seeing, you know. <laughs> sure. I well, guess you put it like that. I think Miranda's sex scenes were the most realistic. Now that I'm coming to think of it. Sure. There was some weird storylines like do you do you remember when charlotte gets addicted to masturbating that's not weird it's weird for her character because she also kind of shares it with her friend she's like guys i got a vibrator she doesn't share it she keeps it a secret but then she shares it because they know what she's doing she doesn't share it she basically gets an intervention because yeah, she's because masturbating they so much. know she doesn't tell them she makes excuses not to <sighs> go out with them and they're like it's because she's but addicted eventually to the she shares it with them in a way it's like a surprise that it was her character that got addicted to masturbation but also it's totally not in the sense that yeah. if she's like this proper lady or whatever and then <laughs> she's introduced to the rabbit of course sure. she's gonna get addicted so it, may, it makes sense did the rabbit vibrator come from the show i don't think well it was already a thing i'm assuming because it, it yeah but i remember that it was what is wrong with me <laughs> but i remember that because of sex in the city it became a big thing for yeah. people to have i remember that i didn't have a rabbit Ever. Sure, neither did I. <laughs> I'm not really into... What are the weird storylines? Oh, another storyline that annoyed me and that I thought was kind of shitty was the foreskin okay. storyline. I don't even remember this. Where You will. When, <laughs> oh, you When Charlotte will. meets a guy and he's not circumcised. Yeah. And then when they talk, the, all the women are talking about it, they basically go on and on about how horrible it is that a man has foreskin, but also say that actually 
more people have foreskin than don't, yet somehow, like, three out of four of them have never been with a guy who's not circumcised. So I think they were trying to say that people think everyone is, but actually then they're not. Yeah, this is a weird thing in American shows. It comes up, like, strangely frequently. Yeah. And they... It's hard to do because the conversations often make the people involved seem like they're obsessed with foreskins. Whereas I feel like for most people, it would be like, maybe you're more into one thing or the other. But if you encounter the thing you're less into, it's not really that big of a deal. It's more just like you, you know, it just rolls off you. Whereas for shows to bring it up, it has to be this giant thing where, whoa, this disgusting aberration yeah. I encountered. Let me tell you about it. It was horrifying. I know what you're saying, though, but I've seen people online, like on Reddit, for instance, or other forums, where it will come up that circumcision, <laughs> circumcision will come up and people in the comments will be like, yeah, it's gross and unclean. Sure. So it's not just a TV show thing. There are people that actually think that. I know, but to bring it up to your friends is a step beyond just posting on Reddit. Well, I would understand why you would bring it up to your friends if you'd never seen it. Well, that, well, that's friends, weird. Well, I don't bring it up to my friends. If I was with a... someone with nipple piercings, I then wouldn't go to my friends and say, hey, guys, let me tell you, I saw a new type of breast the other day. Well, A, that's not a new type of breast. It's and B, not. And B, I think you would. They weren't born I think with that? you might say to Matthew, like... And dude, she's got her nipples pierced, which is cool. Like, uh, no, you I, wouldn't say I that. I don't think well, so. Well, this is a boy thing because girls do talk about that. I, for instance, I myself have. Love you, my done. Sorry, love me. <laughs> I do love you. <laughs> for instance, I myself have only ever seen in person one circumcised penis. And I would say, for instance, if I if I was single now and I met someone and he was circumcised, I would say to Steph, oh, and by the way, he's circumcised. I've never seen that before. Do you know what I mean? That would be a thing that you'd say. Sure. My problem with it is not that she's sharing it with her friends because I don't think there's anything wrong with it. My problem is that the way they react it's very. I remember when you first watched that episode. You may not remember, but you were disgusted. I probably was. I actually cannot remember the episode. Yeah, you would. Di- I remember we watched that episode when you first watched it in like 2012. Sure. And you were disgusted. You were like, I'm I sure can't I was. believe. You know. It's such a weird thing to say and yeah. to get hung up on. I understand if you have a preference, but to have a disgust for the other option is. Mm. I don't know. She basically made him get. She made, basically made him get circumcised. What? I do not remember this episode yeah. at all. She says something to him about it, and he's like, yeah, I know, it's been a problem. People have obviously broken up with him before because of it. Jesus Christ. And then he says, you know what? I'm going to take the leap and get circumcised. And he gets circumcised, and she's all, like, pleased with herself. And then he's like, I'm going to see other women. I need, <laughs> I need to, like... Put it about, basically. <laughs> That's what he says. He's like, I need to experiment with it and all this. I need to get some good reviews on Yelp. So in the end, it's kind of like serves her right for trying to make him get circumcised because <laughs> this is what happened. Sure. It's ridiculous. It's uh, 
It's something. Mm. So, just as a quick aside, you have also watched the prequel series. Oh, yeah. It's not like an official show in terms of it doesn't have anything to do with HBO. Is it by the same people? No, it's not by the same people. But it's based... Sex and the City, the show, is based off the book um, Sex and the City. And I think in the first season, you know how like it always starts with like a story, how the first episode starts with a story about a woman who met a man and then blah, blah, blah. That's all taken from the Sex and the City book. I tried to read a little bit of it. I wasn't into it. Sure. Um, and there is a book by the same woman called The Carrie Diaries, and that's what the prequel show is based off of. And it was a CW show, so it was a totally different tone. Yeah. A fraction of the budget. And in a way, it was hard to connect the two because... Carrie, who's 18 or 17, is completely different to the Sarah Jessica Parker Carrie. But I liked it. There was like two seasons of it or something and I watched them and then it got cancelled. But I would have watched it. And obviously because she's in high school, she hasn't met any of them yet. So the only person you know is Carrie. But then by the second season, she met Samantha. So Samantha was in it a little bit. And she was a fun character. She did it well. She really did it well. Sure. I almost feel like the actress who played Carrie didn't necessarily try to make herself like Carrie Bradshaw that we know because that was almost impossible. But I do feel like the Samantha was trying to be like Samantha. The most authentic way to do it should have been to use the real actors and then employ that de-aging cgi on their faces what is wrong with you it's pretty good nowadays i don't know if you could i've seen it in several films at this point and they've actually gotten strangely what have you seen it in um they de-age robert downey jr in i think either one of the avengers or one of the iron men Iron Man, the plural of Iron Man, or one of the Iron Man this films. This is vaguely familiar to me now. Yeah. When is this? It's like he, he's doing a hologram. Oh, of his past self. Yeah. And he's, I kind of remember this now. Or maybe it was Captain America. They all kind of blend yeah. together, the, the Marvel films. But I, have, I, I think I've also seen it in... In something else. I know they obviously, they famously de-aged Carrie Fisher... Yeah. For that one scene. And I, there's some, there's other stuff. I think, I think there was a TV show we watched where they did it, but. I'm excited to see the Robert De Niro Al Pacino, the Irishman, I think it's called. Sure. The Scorsese movie. Are, I'm excited to see that. Are they de-aged in it? Yeah, they're de-aged in Oh, it. that's interesting. I don't know if it's the whole movie or. That would be fucking cool if it was the whole movie. And it's like set in the what, yeah. 70s or whatever. Or the 80s. expensive. It's Scorsese. He could fucking bankroll it's that. It's Scorsese. He could, he could bankroll that shit on his own. I, yeah, I'm sure. I guess. I'm sure he doesn't want to. I'm positive. But who's not going to give him the money to yeah. do that? I'm excited to see Tarantino's movie. <laughs> I forget what it's called. Something in Hollywood. Right. 
where it's kind of about the Manson murders, but not really. Oh, I think you told it's me about, about this. the people surrounding that. I think sure and. Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio in the same movie. Yeah, buddy. Get it, bitch. Get it. I'm going to get it inside my brain. I'm not going to say where you pointed to first. (laughs) I didn't point to anywhere. How dare you? You're just making this up. But let's just say. He's making it up. They were never regions. I pointed to my heart. (laughs) How dare you? So what what was your heart is in my vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Well. I think that's a line from Sex and the City. Okay. I think maybe someone says it to Samantha, or maybe they say it to Carrie. I don't know. Okay. What What was your overall verdict on the, what is it called, the Carrie Diaries? Oh, yeah. I liked it. I mean, it wasn't amazing, but it was interesting, and it was nice that there was that link. And there was a nice thought of, like, if it gets five seasons, we're going to end up meeting everyone. And it was interesting to see who might, Get to get to kind of see a version of them when they're younger because when the show starts, they're already in their 30s, yeah. so you miss out on a lot of that. We'd stuff. get to see young Stanford, yes. Can you imagine? Yeah, be cool. Okay, I think this is a good point for us to wrap up. There's so much more, so much we haven't touched on. And so much more to say. Sure. I think it's because we talk a lot about each thing. Right. I don't want to gloss over it, though, because that other podcast that kind of inspired this one. Slash infuriated you. They just glossed over everything. What is there anything, is there any one last burning thing you want to get out there? I feel like we didn't talk about the big Aiden thing. What's the big Aiden thing? Like, they were basically her two big loves. Oh, I thought you were saying, like, the big Aiden. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Do you remember the episode where he became a giant? And he stomped through New York City like King Kong? He was very tall. Uh, yeah. Isn't Big really tall as well? Yeah. They're both over six foot. Sure. If I can just guess before you get to it, let, let me pose the question to you. Who did you want her to end up with, Big or Aiden? Big. Because even I did really like Aiden, and when they were together, I wanted it to work out. When she didn't end up marrying him, I mean, you could see that from a mile off. Like that, that whole wearing the wedding ring around her necklace and on on her necklace, sorry, and not wanting to plan the wedding, kind of, and not getting into it ever. It was clear that she didn't really want to marry him. But I wanted it to work out because I didn't know at that point that she was definitely going to end up with Big. I didn't know it was going to be that type of show. And if she was going to be with anyone, then I think it should have been Aiden. But when they Big came back into the picture and they had broken up, I was like, yay, Big. They definitely were the the uh, end game, you know. Sure. Well, it's clear that that's what the show is trying to set up. I want to be your end game. Oh, gosh. want to be your first string or something like that. Your first string? I could be Taylor Swift. I, only if you know the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> do, you have, <laughs> do you have anything to say about the fact that, you know, for some people, their quote-unquote style icon is someone from the show? 
It's kind of famous I, for having notable fashion choices. I think Carrie and maybe Miranda have the best fashion. Miranda has very interesting outfits it, throughout the show. Their fashion stands out the most. Samantha does wear some really... What word was it? Samantha does wear some really nice clothes. And does have a specific style, but... I feel like it just doesn't stand out the way the others do. And obviously Charlotte has her, like, pearls and... She does often wear pearls. Yeah, she's that type of waspy. But that's... She's always nice wearing... on her, but it's just samey. She's always wearing that kind of prim and proper, like, a shirt with a sweater, sweater over it. or a cardigan, And, yeah. like, a long skirt. Like a pencil skirt, yeah, yeah. So even though it's nice on her, it's not the same as... Miranda's pantsuits or yeah she just had crazy fashion especially in the beginning the irony is based on that thing we were talking about earlier where she's very shitty slash insensitive to that lesbian woman she uses as a prop but are you aware of this whole thing that Miranda has become kind of a lesbian style icon yeah I am yeah that's kind of interesting how things yeah unexpectedly get picked up by subcultures i do really like her style especially in the beginning when miranda has a baby in the show her style starts to change so yeah and carrie obviously wears some crazy shit like i remember that one episode where i think it's when her big they see each other on like a floating restaurant it's like a bar like, <laughs> what is it the floating restaurant no, the restaurant is like next to the water and they fall in the water and then they go back to Big's place. Sure. And then when Carrie arrives home, she's wearing his white shirt with a belt around it as a dress <laughs> and then that's it, high heels. Okay, interesting. And it's insane. And she just pulls it off. Yeah, there are loads. There are absolutely loads. Let's talk about the carry necklace. I love the carry necklace. It's such an... It's weird because I feel like that type of thing otherwise is a little bit there, you know? But the carry necklace is so iconic. I want a necklace that just says carry. Not a name... Not a necklace with my name on it. A necklace that says carry. I have the same type of, like, name necklace, but it says Hello Kitty. Sure. I like that. It's cool. That is your nickname. But yeah, she has some crazy outfits. I, I like her I have style. to say, I um, kind of think that wearing a necklace with your own name is ludicrous. Why? Because it's, it's insane. It's an insane is thing to insane? do. Is it insane? Is that the right it's word to It's your name. It's kind of like when people get tattoos of their names. Like all the UFC fighters yeah. with the tattoos. I do think that's ridiculous. Is it, it was hilarious when Conor McGregor got his own name tattooed on him. On his stomach Who are well. you advertising your name to? Uh, Everyone already knows who you are. They all have their names on the... I don't understand. On their backs. It's yeah. usually between the shoulder blades. I've seen a couple with them on their stomach, though. I know for some of them, it's like my family name is kind of like I'm representing my family. <laughs> But I can kind of understand it as well in the sense that their career and when they're fighting, they're always with a shirt off. 
And it's kind of that thing of like athletes having their name on their shirt. So, sure. And because they can't wear a shirt, they get a tattoo. Oh, so you think I it's like... I kind of see it like that. Self-promotion? Yeah, I don't know. They, they're... They become their own walking billboard of mm. themselves. Either way, it is kind of strange. Can you imagine going to get a tattoo of your name? I know. Can you imagine but... if they, they spell it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. But we're so judgy. McGegara. <laughs> I feel like we're so judgy when it comes to that. But yeah, I like the carry necklace. I feel like it's made that type of thing cool. You know? No, still still no. It has, you just don't know. Okay, let's wrap this bad boy up because I think we're at nine or ten hours. Have we actually been recording for like six hours? Because that's how it feels. I think we're close to four hours at this point. Wow. Okay, so it's your turn to read the plugs. There's no plugs. There's we no plugs. just do away with this. People need to know. <laughs> what do they need to know? Can, can... I really appreciate you listening to the episode you can find the episode on rtappodcast.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, all the other places, which you know because you found us and you're listening to us and we appreciate it and we love you. And <laughs> if you have listened to this and you like it, please actually like it and subscribe. And if you would leave a comment, that would be great because comments and things and subscriptions mean a lot to smaller podcasts like us they make us feel warm and fuzzy they inside do. we have an email which is just rtappodcast at gmail and we have a twitter and an instagram which is also just rtappodcast and don't forget the name is changing but rtappodcast will stay the same it's the same initials it's baby. the same initials and that's it really i mean I don't know how I feel about this reckless disregard for the sheet, the there's, sacred there's sheet. There's no sheet. Be done with you. <laughs> also, in revenge for you not reading from the sheet. As I you, said everything on the sheet. As you I? are contractually obligated to do. Uh-uh. What do you have to say for yourself? For you not reading from the sacred sheet, the <laughs> glorious sheet. The tiny bit of scrap paper. <laughs> hey. That's been the same paper since episode one. It has. They're going to pull it in a museum. Are they? They might. The RTAP Podcast Museum. I feel like I've made this joke before. Do you see how much we love ourselves? Yeah. We're going to be the ones who open the museum. (laughs) Man. That's self-indulgent. There's going to be no people. Except maybe our moms. That's horrendous. Is it? Family are barred from the RTAP Museum. RTAP Museum. (laughs) Talking of Arntat. What's the revenge? I don't I don't remember. You don't have any, do no, you? No, I don't. I'm all I'm all talk. Yeah. It's all empty bravado and bluster. I think I'm all talked out. I'm braggadocious. I'm not gonna speak now for two days. That's fair. Do you only have like a, a you have a limit of words per day? Pretty much. I mean my throat is like strained. You know what's the best salve for a sore throat? Cream. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. You're thing- disgusting. Ca- what? <laughs> <laughs> that was entrapment. Reaction- that was legally entrapment. Your reaction was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I felt ambushed. I wish that had been on video. Alas, only you oh, got to enjoy it. Yeah, that was it's good. A, it's a present just for you. Huh? What? Huh? <laughs> the thing I was going to say is, do you remember when we, when we joked that one time that 
you know how for things like Walking Dead, they have an after show? Yeah. We could have Matthew and Steph get do an together show of the- and do a podcast called After Artat, where mm. they just break down all the things we just said. After After? Af- oh, mm. we'll have to workshop this name. Yeah. After After's good. Makes me think of After Laughter. Which is, of course, my my most and least favorite Paramore album. How dare you? Because I only know one, so it has to be both. Why does there have to be a least? Don't stress. I don't. The, I, I'm very upset that you said that. Okay, too bad. In fact, I'm going to take it out. Can I just point out that you were listening to a Hayley Williams live stream earlier, <laughs> and I said that she sounds like Kat Dennings. She does not sound like Kat And Dennings. you still haven't forgiven me They for don't it. sound anything alike. Well, they sound like sisters. Not that Kat Dennings <laughs> sounds bad. Do they sisters just don't sound, the sound same? alike. Okay, I'm done with this. Okay. I'm done with this. Listener, look Hello. out for our new name next week, which is... Poo Poo on the Radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bold and, and self-deprecating name. Watch my YouTube videos, because <laughs> that would make me happy. I wish I could see all the countries. When you have a podcast on SoundCloud, is it SoundCloud where you see it? This it is, just right? shows how little you... <laughs> <laughs> when we have a podcast, yeah, when you have a podcast, you can see like all the countries that listen. And it's... <laughs> we see you. And it's really cool to see all the different places. But when you have a YouTube video, it doesn't tell you any of that. It just says how many views you have. And so it would have been cool if I could see. Leave a comment saying where you come from. Yeah. We're going to do a census of viewers. Don't say that. That won't, that won't make people comment. Yeah, that's true. It's not legally binding, though. <laughs> Don't worry. So next next time. Next time. And I would just like to point out that it, that we stuck to our word for at least one time. This is going to be released like three weeks after the last oh, one. Oh, yeah. So we are trying to do it more frequently. Oh, yeah, we are. And next week we'll be coming back. And I release weekly videos. Don't. So you could listen to my voice in the interview. Don't commit to that because you don't know how things are going to work out. I am committing to that. I uh, have already <laughs> committed to that. I might take that out to how save you. How dare you? No. How to dare spare you? you the mental anguish. Next week. Not next week. <laughs> <laughs> next episode. Next episode. We will be called. After rambling through all that. Don't fucking forget it. feed me now what body part would you like me to saw off can i interest you in thigh in sauteed thigh thigh meat i don't want it sauteed i want it juicy juicy i'll put you in the oven that's i mean not you just your thigh how are you gonna cut it off but i don't know you'll figure it out i'll find a way you're a capable woman if i can't figure it out i'll just put you in the oven (laughs) And then just munch on my thigh. I just thigh. get a blowtorch on your thigh. That's <laughs> first of all, that's not a good way to cook things. No, it's probably not. You're going to end up with a very severe char. I do it from afar. <laughs> we start a rhyming. A char from afar. A rhyming podcast. It's hard work. It's hard work being this beautiful, you know. <laughs>
You are beautiful.